Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Total Degenerates Podcast brought to you by Resilient Real Estate. Wow, we've had a hiatus. We were on Instagram three weeks ago. We were traveling two weeks ago and then partially last week as well. So we've been gone. We're sorry about that. We had a very long trip, to say the least. We visited Cincinnati. We saw an Ohio State. Maryland. Maryland football game blowout. CJ Stroud, local guy. Saw him go berserk in that game. Um, and then we went to the Bengals Packers game. So me and B's game, uh, we haven't really been able to talk about. It's been two weeks now from that. And then we actually got to visit the home of the podcast and the Cincinnati Bearcats. <laughs> the home of the, the podcast. Home of the podcast. Um, I've obviously been to Cincinnati a few times, so I knew what kind of what to expect. First time to Ohio State. I want to get your guys a sense of the city and kind of the atmospheres that different atmospheres that we saw because yeah. we saw a college, big time college atmosphere, and we saw. An NFL atmosphere, as well as kind of the small group of five Cincinnati town. Well, well, the start we get there and we get to our hotel right next to a strip of bars, and it's Bearcat jerseys everywhere because they're playing that Friday when we got in. They're playing Temple, and it was insane. I thought we were the only Bearcat fans, so it was <laughs> in cra- the country. Yeah, in, in the, the country. country, it's just us. So it was crazy. To see, like every bar, Bearcat jerseys, hats. Yeah, and we go to that fancy steakhouse. I'm like. This city's unbelievable. Like, it's just different than California. California, we have a bunch of different teams. I'm, I mean, I'm a Packer fan. Grew up in California. Right, you know what I mean? Right. You're a Bengal fan, so th- you don't get that like hometown. Everyone's on the same page yeah. experience. And just going in there Friday night, the Red Stadium had a big screen with the Bearcat game on. We're just walking by, like, this is insane. This is the mm-hmm. greatest city I've ever been to. Definitely. That that was like to just start the trip. You know. No, yeah, I had a really good time, obviously. Like I said, the city of Cincinnati was a lot a lot nicer than I expected. Mm-hmm. Cleaner, you know what I mean? It was a good time. Um, I'm with B on the same page, you know what I mean? It definitely had that one team. Like, everyone's a Reds fan. Everyone's a Bengal fan. Everyone's a Bearcat fan in the city of Cincinnati. Yeah. Obviously, Ohio State's a huge team there, too. But, like, in the heart of where we were at, like, it was cool. It was cool to be a part of that. So, um, really fun, really happy about that trip. Yeah, a little perspective. We were – our hotel was right next to the Cincinnati Reds Stadium. We open our curtain and they have a big screen and they're playing the Bearcat game on that big screen outside me and Kmorg's room, and the whole not the whole city but a lot of people were sitting in lawn chairs mm-hmm. outside just yeah. watching the game. Like you don't you don't get a lot of that here. Yeah. Um, you know we got to kind of talk about it. You know we had a lot more happen this week in college football, but that weekend was absolute insane weekend as well. Bama went down, which we're going to get yeah. into a little bit later. But which was crazy is we were at the Ohio State game, which is a noon kickoff. It's a 9 a.m. kickoff at home. So we're watching yeah. that Bama game in the bars at midnight. Midnight. <laughs> midnight. Midnight. And it's like, this is a whole different lifestyle living out here, these yeah. late games. Like, people on the East Coast, I don't know how you do it. Well, yeah, like, look, we're talking, like the same happens, obviously, for, like, Sunday night football and things like that. That, that game got postponed, and we're watching the game at, like, 1, 1 a.m., you know, on East Coast time yeah. back home. That's only, you know, 10 o'clock. So it's nothing, not a big deal for us back home. So I definitely think it's better 
back home so you can adjust oh, yeah. the next day or like even though you you know you want to finish your college football games at 10 p.m so you can go to the bars afterward and enjoy your night you know what i mean but it was cool it was a good experience you know we're all staring at one screen you know on our on our toes at the end of that um alabama texas m game but um definitely cool experience obviously we'll get into the ohio state experience later but um yeah it's just a good time yeah and you know the other part of it you know we had all we had a huge trip already and then the last day of the pretty much the last day of the trip we get to experience that Bengals packers game and you know we've had a whole another week of nfl since then so you know a lot has changed and that game's kind of in the past but what an incredible game to go to you know me and b were sitting next to each other and we both think our team's gonna win at certain points and we it doesn't happen i got four different points yeah and i i knew it was a good game because obviously i'm invested i'm a Bengals fan i think all the games i'm like dialed in and the same with b with the packers but k morg doesn't have a dog in the fight no and i look over at him and he's just a look on his face like in absolute disarray like <laughs> what is going on this game's unbelievable it's never gonna end and yeah. that was that was a cool experience that was that um mcpearson mcpherson mcpherson mason crosby missing you five. know together five five field goals both were just you know they're good kickers these are considered these are the, to both be yeah, very good kickers consistent kickers and i'm sitting there and i've never so fun fact for everyone i've never seen my team win in person mm-hmm and like in typical fashion, Mason Crosby misses, gives Burrow time. They throw it to Jamar Chase right in our suck yeah, hole, right in our face, right on the sideline. Set up a nice field goal. He misses. I'm like, okay, we're going to overtime. I'm like, this is insanity. Mm-hmm. Burrow throws a pick First to play. start to start overtime. I'm like, okay, no problem. Just score. You know what I mean? Yeah. We win, we score. Mason Crosby, don't worry about it. Danny Texas. Crosby's automatic from this range. Automatic. Right? It was right? like 30 yards. <laughs> right? <laughs> Question mark. We don't have great play calling. We settle for a field goal. Misses. Like 39-yard field goal. Nuts. Right down the field. Burrow goes. Misses. <laughs> I'm like, you. And not only did he miss. Be insane. That's the field goal he celebrated that he made it. Yes. Yeah, yeah he kicked it. And oh, it was dead center. Dead center. And then it, the wind took it. And the, the gods were looking down on me. R- regardless, that game ends. The Bengals lose in overtime. But it was a great game. I don't think anyone was really upset after that game. It was just such a good game to witness and be yeah. be at. But, you know, that was our Cincinnati trip. That We had an absolutely great time. Way home. We get stuck in Chicago for a night, so we got to experience some downtown Chicago. We had to stop in Vegas. Um, it was a great boys trip. It, it was great. A lot of uh, memories, a lot of experience from there. So moving on this past week, we had an absolute loaded college football weekend and NFL weekend. We had to get back in the studio to talk to you guys about it. Let's start with college football. What do we have from the weekend in college football? So, yeah, the last two weeks have been crazy. So I want to get into kind of both weeks and um, how it was. First of all, we obviously went to the Ohio State game. And me being a college football fan, I've been to college football games before. Um, obviously an amazing experience. 100,000 people at that stadium. Two Maryland fans. Literally, and one of them was sitting in front of us. Yeah. So, it was it was an experience. Even yeah. for me being a college football fan, I've been to bigger games before, but to a hundred thousand people in a stadium, all in on the Buckeyes, and especially because they're a top ten team in the country, like the atmosphere yeah. was unmatched. I don't know how if you guys felt similar because I think CY had mentioned it before. It's like it was such a cool college town to be a part of, and yeah. also like it kind of had that old school vibe to it because the city itself is kind of older, being in Ohio, so. Um, but it was awesome, you know, playing cornhole with a bunch of college kids, being the old guys, which is really funny. Even the cops, you know, we were driving by and yeah. we're like trying to get in different t- tailgate lots or park or do something, and they're like, "It's full, bro. It, it's Ohio State." Like, yeah, what like, the fuck was that? Yeah, like kind of like, 
Come on, man. Yeah, you like, can't. You can't go left, bro. Like it's, it's Ohio. It's State. Ohio State. He just made that comment. Like, all right, like, drop my nuts out. Like mm-hmm. we're fucking Ohio State. Yeah. So I mean, it was awesome. We saw the Ohio State band, which was really cool. Dot the eye bunch of college football traditions that were really cool to experience so um that was awesome especially for me being such a big college football fan but getting into kind of what we saw on the field as um cy mentioned earlier bama loses we're in a bar watching it at 12 30 at night everyone's going crazy obviously a lot of bearcat fans in the crowd thinking that you know the playoff implications will help them out um but they lose to texas m on a game that nobody gave texas an absolute chance at all texas no. m coming off a loss to arkansas the week prior, Zach Calzada, their backup quarterback, is you know starting, and he balled his fucking nuts off. I mean, the guy played out of his mind, and again, we saw it earlier with Bama that they you know they squeak out a win against Florida, which keeps looking worse and worse and worse as the season goes on. And I think that game told a little bit more about Bama than it did in Florida. Now looking back on it, so Bama goes down. I mean, what do you guys think about Bama from that game? What's your takeaways about them now? I am scared to death of Bama now. And I made this comment to Kay Morgan the other day. <laughs> yeah, you did. I said... It scared the, you even more now. Get the ring sides out for Saban. Oh, my because God. Because here we go. Like, yeah. you just lit a fire under... I think Saban wanted to lose. It, it almost looked like at the end of that game, he was like, good. Like, no, Saban, Saban had a comment and said... I hope I hope my team remembers this feeling. Yeah, that's like what he said, literally. Oh, he he lo- he loved it. Oh, he was happy. He, he was like, now they'll listen, they'll buy. In. That's what he, happens. They buy in, they get re-energized. Well, they, and I think one of their outside linebackers made a comment, Will Anderson, also that I was reading. He said, um, it's "Like this is now football. Like all that other shit is gone." You know what I mean? Because. It's in reference, and Saban said it multiple times now, that NIL has definitely affected his program and his team. And that's a conversation for a different day because there's a lot of players that I definitely think have been affected by it this year. Right. Rattler, Howell. You know, I mean, the list goes on and on of guys that I think this has affected this year. Yeah. DJ especially, yeah. So I think DJ being one of the highest paid as well. Dr. Pepper, yeah. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that goes into it, and Saban has been pretty vocal about the effects of it. And I think Will Anderson being a team leader in that locker room saying, hey – all that other shit is gone. It's time to play football now. I definitely think that Bama, maybe they may, might have woken up a sleeping giant in, from Texas A&M, but I still don't see anything personally that makes me say that they can beat Georgia. They're not as talented as Georgia. I don't think in so. any facet. But no, I think they're just as talented. But as far as a team right now, I don't. Georgia's think, a better team. I don't think they're as talented. I really don't. You I think, think Georgia's, Georgia's really? Georgia's defense okay. is one of the best we've ever seen. And they just lost another corner too. Yeah, like both going into the Kentucky game, and they still only give up two touchdowns. And we're not talking about Georgia right now, but I think the reality is, like I said, I, I agree with you. I think Bama is definitely capable of winning that game. And if we get to that SEC championship, buckle up, buckle up, exactly, because yeah. that's. But here, but the reality of the situation now is Bama lost a game, so they don't have that kicker if they lose to Georgia in that SEC. No, championship. they're they're done. They are they have to win. Yeah, that's a wrap. That's they, 100%, they still they hundred. Win. They still hundred percent control to the, their destiny, and we're not arguing that here. What we're arguing now is the fact that if they lose another game, period, they're not getting in. No, they got to be perfect from here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have confidence, like I mentioned in Alabama. You know, that was an upset of upsets, and it kind of kickstarted A and M as we saw this past weekend with mm-hmm. they that could have been a trap game against Missouri, and they went in and they handled business like the team that we thought A&M was going to be earlier in the year. But, you know, going back to Bama, it was kind of their defense was supposed to be the thing that carried them this year, and that was 
you know, to a backup quarterback, it's still alarming. You know, 30-plus points. Calzada is, you know, he's good, but that's a lot of points to give up. Did you see that kicker's family? Oh, it was the most amazing video I've ever seen. That video, I did, of his yeah. wife? Yeah. His wife yeah. and his mom. Mom, yeah. mom didn't watch a single second. She was just praying wife the whole time. Is just, wife is screaming, crying. Chills. That gave me and chills. Then, and then, like, she's the first one to jump over the fence. Yeah. yeah. Like, that to me is, like, that is a college football fucking moment right there. I love that thing. That video, I could watch that video a million times over Because again. it doesn't matter what A&M does the rest of the year. That moment oh. for the kicker is his life. I mean, we didn't talk about it, but... Jimbo Fisher, former assistant coach of Nick Saban, had never no assistant coach has ever beaten Nick Saban. Jimbo Fisher is the first to do it. He has effectively completed his contract yeah. at Texas A&M. You know what I mean? That's what you hire a, a big time SEC coach for to yeah. beat Nick Saban, beat Alabama. And that, we got to talk about that. We'll talk about it a little bit later with him and that contract. movement potentially. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I see where you're heading there, but, um, but that's obviously Bama. But don't count out. You know, real quick, don't count out A&M. They don't got two out, losses. Don't count out for what? To win the West. The SEC West. If Bama loses one more slip-up game, which I don't pre- expect them to do, A&M with two losses, how that tiebreaker against it, It's I, not yeah. out of the ordinary. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it, not crazy. But then they get blown out by Georgia. So no, I'm not arguing that. They're done. Their season's <laughs> done. But I'm just saying they have a chance to win the West. Sure. Maybe. If Bama loses another game, which we don't see being very likely. But obviously um, – Bama controls their destiny, but obviously very, very interesting with that loss. Because like I said, they, they were beatable since that Florida game. And I think, like I said, that game has shown a little bit more of the weakness in Bama than anyone originally thought moving forward. So, all right. The next biggest loss that we saw last week, Iowa. Um, we'll get into the Penn State game first. They squeak by that Penn State game. Um, Sean Clifford goes down. We Won were all, me a ton of money. We all had Iowa, and we were thoroughly fucking panicking watching them not stop Penn State that entire game. Yeah. Thankfully... Sean Clifford goes down, and Iowa take care of, takes care of business. But, I mean, this is an Iowa team that, obviously, we've said it a million times, very, very, very elite defense with literally zero offense. Zero. Zero. I mean, they lose to Purdue the following week 24-7. You can't score more than seven points against a Purdue team. And 24 points in college football game, it's not that's, a ton. That's, you should be able to score more than 24 points against Purdue. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, we, we knew Iowa you was... You have to. You have to. Yeah. I mean... I mean, we, we knew Iowa was not the number two team in the country. I don't think that was a secret, especially after yeah. that Penn State game. We knew that they, you know, they may have a top five defense, and that, that's not that's you know they earned that's the number fine. two ranking, but they weren't as talented. Exactly, as, and we all knew that they we were did. never going to beat a team with an actual offense that could score more than twenty four points, if which is what they ran into. If their special teams doesn't score, they don't get a pick in the red zone. You know, like well, they were winning. That's that's how they were winning games. They were winning, getting four picks a game, four yeah. turnovers a game, yeah. and. This just so happened that they turned it over four times. They threw four picks in yeah, this game. Yeah, they threw them. And, you know, when that happens and you don't have a good offense, you put your defense in a situation, mm-hmm. you're just playing with fire every week. And we knew this was coming. It's just a matter of not if but when. Yeah. And it happened against a Purdue team who is not terrible. They're not great. But, you know, this was the perfect team to go do this. This is a perfect Iowa loss game. Yeah, and Purdue's like – one of those teams, like they were like one of my kind of like sleeper teams to look out for. They have a very elite receiver in David Bell. They have a good enough salvageable quarterback, and they have a good and like a decent defense. They have a number. They have a first round linebacker. So it's like they've got pieces. They just don't have a team, and they exposed Iowa for what they were on offense. Them. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was a what twelve point spread? I think something like uh, that. Eleven and a half. And I mean, like I said, I mean, we knew this was coming with Iowa eventually. It was just a matter of when. But it was kind of like they were just doing it every single week. So we're like, 
Could they even lose? They, like they're scheduled the rest of the way. They they were very set up to win out. I know it doesn't matter, but I do want to ask this question. You know, for the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter at all. But what's the worst loss? Was it Bama against Texas A&M as an 18-point favorite or Iowa against Purdue at home, 11.5-point favorite? Iowa-Purdue at home. I, that's what I think it yeah, is, too. I mean, a- A&M is still... They were top five going to come. In, yeah, in exactly. The, to start the season, exactly. But and, and like we talked about, they went out and go and beat Georgia in that SEC championship. They're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Iowa's done. It's over. Yeah. If they if, were to win out, which is incredibly unlikely, because if they, I mean, if they, they can win still, out, they got a chance. They could still win the regular season, but they won't beat Iowa State or Ohio State in the final. They won't. There's, yeah. I, I don't think. I think oh, yeah, there's not enough offense there. There's not even not. close. So um, that's another team out of the way in the playoff. I think. I mean, I'm Good. I'm effectively clinching Iowa out of the college Stretch football playoff off. at this point. So um, knock them down because because the funny thing is they had a decent enough resume. If they lost that at Big Ten championship game. They could have still gotten in. You could have made an argument that they would have still gotten in. Yeah. Like, it, it was very possible for that to be an argument. So, I think they've effectively blown their chances now. I mean, it is what it is with Iowa. Good for them. Good season. They'll finish, you know, 9-3, and 10-2 and two like they do every year. Yeah. They're a good football team. So, but we don't have to talk about Iowa anymore. So, yeah, that's good that's news. good. Cross them off. Um, Georgia. I mean... Now now the unanimous number one team in the country, there really is no argument there. They roll um, 30 to 13 over Kentucky. Kentucky, a team that's been doing extremely well, and Georgia, business as usual. I think Kentucky's one of the most underrated teams in the country. I think they're very but, good. They kicked the shit out of Florida. Yeah, but They beat LSU. And Georgia. And Georgia is that <laughs> fucking good. Yeah. Like It doesn't say anything to me about Kentucky. Kentucky is fine. Kentucky didn't do anything, you know, wrong they are who they are yeah. and georgia's just that much better yeah you know we saw it the week before with arkansas they kicked the dick at arkansas or that was two weeks ago two, weeks ago, two yeah. weeks ago i mean and then arkansas goes and they play everyone else in the sec really tough they're just head and shoulders above everyone right georgia now. is that team they have 13 players on defense there's no weakness they're just i don't see one when when I'm watching their football games, no, they're they're just better than you. And I mean, just another crazy stat that I feel like comes out of Georgia's defense every week. This is the first game they gave up two touchdowns. Wow, this is the first game they gave up two offensive touchdowns that, in a game. Yeah, like I think I agree with Cody. That says more about just Kentucky being really good. Kentucky's a really good football. Yeah, team. they're yeah. they're a good football team. And like I said, and that first half was very competitive. I don't. I think Georgia. It was only like fourteen nothing in the first half. Like they held Georgia's offense too. Like that Kentucky defense was very impressive. Like Kentucky's been a team that we've been saying all year that was going to be a good team, and they are. There, there's nothing to take away from Kentucky's season. It's just the fact that they ran into an elite team. Elite. Like, that's just what it came down to with Georgia. So my question with Georgia is obviously they're still playing quarter. Then. And they're still doing it with Stetson Bennett, yeah, their backup quarterback. So my question is, obviously, we're assuming that JT Daniels will come back. But can you can you bench Stetson Bennett at this point? I don't think you fully bench him, but it's still JT Daniels' team, I think. I think Bennett plays in packages because he's very athletic. He can run the ball very well. And he, that's what he's been doing really well in his games that he's been in there. He's been throwing the ball okay. He's been fine. But JT Daniels, I think, is elite. So I think you got to let Daniels play, but if they that locker room behind Bennett and he's winning games, then it's going to be tough to bench him. I think JT Daniels is the difference between beating Bama and not beating Bama, okay. and I agree with that. Yeah, 
No, that that's a great point because I think you have to be able to pressure downfield. Yeah. Where I think that's what JT Daniels gives you over Stetson Bennett. Um, the one thing I will say with Stetson Bennett, and I, I agree with you, I think JT Daniels should be the guy because we saw the difference last year with their play dif- when when it actually happened. But what I will say is that I think that this team is good enough to win a national championship with Stetson Bennett at quarterback. Uh, yeah. It depends I, who they play. I think it really depends who they play because... Stetson Bennett's not beating the Bearcats. I, I actually 100% agree with that. I, I, I agree with that <laughs> because it's an elite defense. Like I, don't, I think elite coaching staff like Bama will beat Stetson Bennett, and I think the Bearcats would. Ohio State, Stenson Bennett beats, I think, because their defense is See, not I very good. I disagree because I think Ohio State will outscore Stetson Bennett. I don't. No one's scoring. No, no one's outscoring. George. Like, Georgia's not going to give up 24 points to Ohio State. It's just not going to happen. They might give up maybe 17. Maybe maybe. I can see 21. It's a different Ohio, Ohio State offense. Yeah, Ohio State's Ohio offense. Stenson is Bennett is scoring 21 points on Ohio State in his sleep. He's played better so, defenses already. Right, so, so, like, you're just proving my point is that Stetson Bennett could win an, a national championship. It, it depends on the matchup. You know what I mean? Because I don't think but, like, my, my point is that, this, like you're saying, this Georgia defense is that elite and this yeah. team is that good that I think he could do it. If he plays like... Like, uh, I'm not saying it's a lock, but I'm saying, like, the if, way they're playing, if he has to play, why wouldn't he? If he has to play fucking Oregon and then Ohio State, he can win a national title. If he has to face Bama or Cincinnati, I think that's trouble for him. Because those are two elite defenses. Elite. Don't rule out the Bearcats. We'll talk about the I'm Bearcats. Not, I'm not out on the Bearcats. Let's get into the Bearcats. Um, Bearcats have been rolling. Speaking of the Bearcats, they've been absolutely beating up. They beat Temple up this last week or two weeks ago, and then they beat up UCF. Blew them both out. UCF having a disappointing season. Dylan Gabriel's out. Gus Malzahn has not done a good job at the coaching staff. Is his daughter okay? Did anyone hear about that? No. Took a private plane immediately after the game to go help his daughter something was wrong no one luke fickle mentioned it in his presser after the game but but gus malzahn took a private plane yeah. after the game malzahn oh, had to go no to take care of his daughter no one heard anything about that no keep it i heard it heard one thing and that was it <laughs> maybe look it up i don't know yeah i just wondering something something's going on okay all right um but they've been getting it done they've been rolling some prayers um nothing to really get into with the bearcats obviously we went there it was an awesome experience um we'll get into kind of playoff implications at the end of this but Number two in the country. I mean, look how far we've come, boys. <laughs> I think I personally want to take responsibility for this podcast. Well, of course you do. No, I mean, as a podcast, for elevating the Bearcat football program to the number two team in the country. We can all agree that us as a podcast have elevated not only... The, the, the playoff committee is going to get in there and be like, uh, Koopa 5 team, but total generous but just- podcast. They've been, they've been behind them. The degenerates have been backing these guys. <laughs> backing the the these amount guys. of money coming in <laughs> on the Bearcats. It's been, insane. It's been astronomical. It's insane. I win money every <laughs> single week. I don't parlay shit anymore. Straight bet Bearcats on Saturdays. We're breaking and Vegas. They fucking cover, too. Like They cover every, every week. They cover every fucking week. It was 32 last week, and they fucking covered. But seriously, though, I want to like give praise to Luke Fickle of how well... He is keeping this team together. Oh, it's hard. They had Sauce Gardner. Is it last Gardner? Yeah. Chase down a guy 30 yards in a 30 or 28 nothing game. Mm-hmm. Was it in like the fourth quarter? Yeah. He's running, giving this effort, extra effort. He's a first round pick. He's a nine. Yeah. And he's a Bengal. <laughs> he's a fucking nine. He's a fucking Bengal. It's a lot. And knock it off, guys. That's what he has done to this team and created that culture there where. It doesn't matter what the ranking is. They play the same every week. Yeah. The moment never gets too big. And I know they're playing inferior opponents. But we've seen 
good teams drop these kinds of games. Mm-hmm. UCF, Malzahn could have had a great game plan to go in there. And no, they're talented. Their quarterback was the transfer from Kentucky. Game like, wasn't even close. They're not They're not a bad team. The it, fact is that Luke Fickle has his team all on the same page. Like you said, it's hard to go undefeated. It's hard to win every single fucking game. Yeah. And, you know, and they've done it to this point, yeah, and it's hard to do. Up to this point, and your only loss in the last, you know, year and a half is a Georgia walk-off field goal in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. In a game they should have probably Who is won. now the number one team that they were winning that yeah. football game. Hey, I'm telling you right now, if we'll talk about it later, but since he gets in the playoffs, we were having a TDP fucking watch party with all the degenerates. Oh, my God. We were renting somewhere out for a fucking renting playoff. It out. We're, we will do it. I'm telling you guys right now, all you listeners that back the Bearcats from day one last year when we did. Can I just go to the game? We will fucking get something going. Yeah, we might have to go. We might just have to go. Press passes. I'll, I'll get some press passes. <laughs> all right. That's the Bearcats. <laughs> I want to I I talk playoff implications at the end of this, but obviously yeah. we're, we're very excited for West Cincinnati's. That we're excited. Um, two weeks ago, we had one of the better college football games of the season, the Red River. Red? Whoa. River. Rivalry, which was obviously Texas and Oklahoma's football game. Texas comes out to a absolutely hot start. I mean, I think it was like twenty-four to seven at one point. Yeah, B. John I mean, Robinson was tearing that ass, which he has been, and he even did last week in another loss against Oklahoma State. But I mean, te- Texas looked fucking unbelievable, and Oklahoma just with Spencer Rattler quarterback, yeah, just wasn't getting it done. And Lincoln Riley made one of the better coaching decisions I've seen this year and probably the best one that he's ever made in his career. And he puts Caleb Williams in a true freshman five-star quarterback who, mind you, didn't play a high school season last year because of COVID. I mean, you want to talk about big nuts? Caleb Williams has some fucking big nuts, man. Big nuts. So he comes back, takes that team all the way to the victory. They went on a last-second touchdown by Kennedy Brooks. Covers by the way, me and B Ramick at Oklahoma, and I said I'm gonna stay away from this game. I'm staying away, and then at Oklahoma it. minus five, and then by the grace of fucking God, they come back and went on the last second touchdown, which Unreal. is fantastic. But I mean, this this is a different Oklahoma team now with yeah. this guy at quarterback. Oh, I mean, way different. I mean, we're talking about a guy. I mean, I CY and I were watching the game last week against TCU, and he throws fucking dimes downfield, man. I mean, like I said, a true freshman five star guy, number one player of the country, and like the fan like. OU fans were chanting his name weeks prior against West Virginia. Like, we knew he was going to be the guy, but to bench Spencer Rattler, the preseason Heisman favorite, first-team All-American preseason, I mean, projected number one overall pick by Mel Kuyper, to bench him for a true freshman quarterback, Lincoln Riley has some fucking balls, man, and to win that fucking game nonetheless. It was such an amazing experience because here's here's our point of view during that game is – we finished the Ohio State-Maryland game, and we're trying to get back from Columbus to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I'm holding the phone. CY's driving. Boys are in the back. We're watching this game because, like Kate Morg said, him and Brandon took it. We're watching every game, yeah. We, we bet every game. Yeah, we bet every game. <laughs> but but they took it, and at one point, they turned it off. We're shitting on their picks. We're like, yeah, you should have never took that. No, I think they were, they were blowing them out while we were in the stadium. Yeah, and I think when yeah, we got, it was. When we it got was. in the car, they were mount- and I was like, "Dude, Spencer Rattler's not fucking playing quarterback." We turned it on. Like, it was the most epic comeback. I mean, we watched it on a phone, but Caleb Williams is unreal. He's not afraid to throw downfield. No, and I think that's he gets the outside of the pocket, which we thought Spencer Rattler would all season would roll out right, roll out left, and mm-hmm. throw dimes. 
Caleb Williams went in there, sprint right. He kind of like looked like a Texas Tech Patrick Mahomes. Fuck. I mean, he's got the size. He's got the arm strength. Yeah. I mean, the difference, like we said, like you just mentioned it, is he pushes the ball downfield. And that's something that we haven't seen from Spencer Rattler this season is he's thinking. I think he was thinking way too much about the turnovers and throwing interceptions. I mean, he... I mean, it's Oklahoma, Marvin Mins, uh, Hazelwood on the other side. Like, they've got first-round talent, you know, five-star yeah. recruits at the wide receiver position like they do every year, and he wasn't using those guys. Marvin Mims didn't have a touchdown going into that Texas game. Wild. And fucking Caleb Williams is chucking bombs downfield to him now. Like, they look fucking like a different as, football team. As they should have all year. Exactly. I said it three weeks ago. I said Spencer, Spencer Rattler can't read a defense to save his life. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, I, I mean, this is a different team, I think, and – We've been calling Oklahoma frauds all season, but guess what? They're still undefeated, and they're the number three team in the country now yeah. with the freshman quarterback. I mean, look out, because if guess what? They're undefeated. We're going to have a big matchup in Bedlam, them and Oklahoma State to end the season. The winner of that game very well is in the playoff, If they, granted, if they're both undefeated. I mean, anything to add on Oklahoma CY? I mean, I'm interested to see the whole Spencer Rattler situation turn out. And I want to talk about him in a minute, but... Does Oklahoma scare you as a playoff contender now? Oh, they're one hundred percent. They're in. They win. They're in. Like, but do, are they are they a legitimate oh, yeah. team with Caleb oh, Williams? Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. They're back. You think they're good? Yeah. Oh, they're really good. I mean, it's the same team that we thought they would be earlier in the season. That's just coming to fruition now. Mm-hmm. They were getting held back by Spencer Rattler. So, uh, I'm very scared of them. I think the Oklahoma State game is going to be interesting. But I, I Oklahoma is. Really good. Yeah, they're they're definitely a team to watch out for. Number three in the country, obviously, still undefeated. Going to be a massive. So we're all on the kid. Yeah, dude. I mean, how can you? Why not wouldn't be? I be? Yeah. You know what's of funny course. about him too? He's number four in Heisman uh, odds right now. JT already, Daniels is still in the odds. Hasn't even played. But like, but odds, wait, but already Caleb Williams? That's how wide open this Heisman race. There's is right no, now. there is no Heisman. The Heisman race really hasn't even started, to be honest. No, it hasn't. Because you, there's, you know, there's. Matt Corral, who's played very well. He's, but he's the best player in the country. He's far and above right now, number one. But is he? The, but he does, does he deserve the Heisman? I mean, who else deserves it? If Kenneth Walker at Michigan State. But Matt, Matt Corral's now out this this week. So, I mean. He's pretty banged up. Yeah. He got hurt in that game. But they haven't Kenneth said he's Walker, out yet. Kenneth Walker, if Michigan State runs the table, They're not that guy's to, unbelievable. No expects them to. It's, I mean, the I'm, guy you kind of got to give praise to is uh, from Pitt. He Kenny Pickett Kenny Pickett. Play, playing yeah. phenomenal right now. Lost to Western Kentucky. He it's did. Like if if they run if they run out and win the ACC, if they win the ACC, maybe, he has a chance to. Yeah, the, because, I, mean, I mean, he he might be playing quarterback better than Matt Corral. He has a better completion percentage. I mean, Matt Corral's doing a great job. Don't get me wrong, but he's not going to win the SEC. But let's be honest. Kenny Pickett can win the ACC. That's that's. Let's be honest. That's the kicker. If Bryce Young goes out and beats Georgia in the SEC, he's yeah, probably the highest. He's probably Bryce, the highest. Yeah. He's the highest. And Bryce Young has been the favorite this whole way out, but he hasn't done anything that's like. He is the reason why well, Bama is so Heisman good. Moment. Right, there moment. hasn't been a Heisman moment in the country this year. No, there hasn't. Like they're like more than any other year. This is a defensive year potentially, yeah. but they're it's not going to give it to the though. Georgia D lineman. He, no. he's, he's, he's a he doesn't, stud. He's a stud, but he doesn't make like he's not a sack guy. You know what I mean? He, any, any love for attack. our boy Ritter? He's just not enough. numbers. You know what? <sighs> not enough numbers. Not he enough. Took, like 193 yards last week. He's solid. But I just don't think he's going to put up the and numbers. Jerome, to Jerome Ford kind of getting those runs touchdowns. for 250 touchdown. He's not going to win the Heisman either. But because it, yeah. it's like, 
like Ritter's gonna beat SMU, and like that's your like Heisman moment is to win your conference championship game in a big fashion. And it's like he's not gonna beat you know Alabama. He's not gonna be Georgia. He's not gonna be the Michigan. It's just too early. I think someone's gonna put. Pull away from the pack. No, like I said, I and think that's why Caleb Williams is in this conversation. Oh, exactly. Now. He's played two games, he, a game and a half. He's get get there, but uh, my personal, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he at, wouldn't. I, after watching him live, my personal opinion is CJ Stroud comes away, and with he's this. coming back into the mix too. They said, and Ohio State is just a Nasty. sleeping giant sitting and waiting. Who's who's what team's getting slept on more, Ohio State or Oklahoma? Because I feel like they're both being slept on pretty heavily. Ohio now. State. Ohio State. I think Oklahoma. No one's talking about them as a potential. But they're still, but they're three. still three. They're still they undefeated. went to five. They're four. They're not getting like, bumped. You like, know. Think about the mindset of what happened after they lost to Oregon. It was like C.J. Stroud's a problem. The defense is a problem. They need to revamp everything. You know what I mean? Like you have elite talent at receiver and you're not using it. Like people were like, Ohio State's effectively done. Penn State jumped them. Michigan's undefeated. There's yeah. way more hype on them. We saw Ohio State's potential live in person. They're gonna put up fucking points on anybody. I love that They're you nasty, you honestly. did call CJ Stroud. You said he's gonna play all year. He's gonna play great. You said it. Oh, I'll, he is. I'll give you that. Watching him in person, I fucking love the kid. He's still like, gonna, he's still gonna have to transfer. That he's, uh, that's gonna be crazy scenario at the end of the year. I know where he's going to. He'll be at Auburn or something. No. Nope. You got a place? Say it. Say your place. He's gonna play at Georgia next year. Oh my god. Fuck. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. That would, TJ Stroud. I have nothing to, to say. UCLA. I would Stop. love that too. He's an LA guy. LA guy. That's kind of sick. That I'd love that too. Oregon. But Oregon. Well, someone's got to give him or him or yours is. If they see if they give up yours and yours goes throws fifty touchdowns, he might lose his job. It's gonna be interesting <laughs> offseason. You want to hear my guy for like it's not gonna happen, but Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan, the D end. Uh, Tell dude. me why isn't he in the Heisman race? He's a dude. He's the True. leader of that Michigan football no, team, and they're yeah. undefeated. I mean, no, it's not going to happen. No lineman. Mi- Michigan wins me money every week, by the way. All right. They get Let, it done. Let's move on. Sorry, but um, what were we even talking Oh, Caleb Williams. So, obviously, Oklahoma, number three in the country now, still CY is saying they're slept on, so watch out. But going to Spencer Rattler, obviously, we talked a little bit about transfer protocol a second ago with CJ Stroud and yours potentially at Ohio State, but he's in a very interesting situation because, one, he's draft eligible. And two, obviously, with the transfer port- protocol now, he can transfer to another team after the season. Do you think his route is NFL draft, like, right away? Like, you think his draft stock is good enough to go and get drafted this year? Or no, do you think he will uh, do it? Go ahead, see why. I'm 50-50. I have no idea what he's going to do. I have no idea what's going on in his head. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things to me is how much does he love Oklahoma to where he's like, I'm not going to go play anywhere else. I'm just going to go to the NFL. Is that have a factor in it? Is it a factor of how what's his? I think the biggest factor is obviously his draft stock. Yeah, it's his a, agents, it's a, it's a and the advisors. Once they tell him his draft stock, that's going to play the key. Role. Where do you think his draft stock is, honestly? Well, it went from being a top ten pick to third a, rounder. Yeah, no, it's, it's higher than that. Third? You think it's higher yeah, than third? No, yeah. I think like second round. I was going to say Bro, fifth. he couldn't fringy read, first round. He couldn't read a zone defense. But you got to you got to understand like they're going to arm talent and they're going like, to do it based on projection, right? Like they're going to understand that. He, yeah, but second round that's an early pick for a, a quarterback. But a lot of guys who didn't play very well in college get drafted in the second round based on projection. Jacob Eason was just very okay and he got drafted in the second round. Was he second round? Yes, Jacob Eason was second round. He got released today by the way. But Did he? yeah, Oof. but that's the guy in the second round. That was a guy that 
you know, five star, five five star star elite arm talent kind of bounced around. But Easton also played a lot better. Like he had a better last season than Rattler's obviously having. Yeah, no, he he didn't get benched. Good at Washington. Yeah, he had a good season at Washington. He played okay. Yeah, he he did. He did. I mean, but Rattler has six games last year. I'd say Rattler's ceiling, like he's not getting drafted higher than the third round. Someone takes him in the second round. I get. Oh, maybe. But do you think he goes, or do you think he transfers? That's the question. Is what where's his mind at? I think he transfers. (laughs) Okay. What do you think? Um, he transfers. I think they they talk. They have a huge conversation. I said, hey, you go and play halfway decent next year, you could elevate yourself. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Exactly. And I think that's and, the biggest and thing. And I think the whole attitude, not celebrating with the team thing, he needs a redemption tour. Yes. You can't just go to the NFL because you will be quietly just nobody. Oh, he'll look like a fucking clown in his locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he I'm, needs I'm a redemption tour. No, I'm with you. I think I think transfer is the way for him. I like a Ole Miss. Now, my second question. Okay, you like Ole Miss. My question is going to be, is this a Burrow transfer? Oh. Or is this a Tate Martell transfer? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Why does it have to be too extreme? That's, 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 <laughs> is who, is, like, who is he going to be more like? I think it's somewhere in between. I think it's like a <laughs> JT Daniels transfer. That's really good. It's okay. Like he's, JT, JT Daniels might win a national championship this year. Yeah, but not because of him, because there's teams elite. He's, yeah. he's no better than he was at USC. He's the same guy. Right, he hasn't rose in his stock much. It just actually maybe hurting it because he's been hurt yeah. all the time. But mm-hmm. I think I think he's somewhere in between. I don't think he's a Tate Martell, and I don't think he's Burrow. <laughs> don't you love those two? It's like the most extreme of extremes <laughs> that you could possibly think of. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, I can I actually just like the guy we talked about. I can see Easton got overshadowed by Fromm, then Fields, and Fields did the transfer. Easton took off, mm. played decently at Washington, got drafted. So I could see that happening for Rattler. You like Ole Miss? I like Ole Miss. I like if Lane's still there. Oof, because that's a big if right now. That's a big if. Where do you think he fits? SEC? He's an Arizona uh, guy. I real. I mean, he is. I don't think he fits in, the, in the, any of the West Coast schools. I mean, yeah. I would love. I think a really good fit for him would be Florida. I, they have a quarterback in the waiting. Yeah, they got but, Anthony Richardson. But as far as coach, player, you know, he kind of molds that. QB guru, Dan yes, Mullen. Dan Mullen get him right maybe okay i think that fits in his play style a little bit more too i don't think he, the up tempo with Ole miss is really necessary because that's he's kind of struggled with that yeah Oklahoma. that's true give him some dan mullen if he's really that good fuck it yeah i mean i don't know where he fits i don't think he ends up in the west coast i think he wants to compete and win a national championship to prove something kind of like what b said earlier but I mean, obviously, like we said, preseason, preseason Heisman to where he is now. I mean, we haven't we haven't seen something like this. I don't no. think ever, no. honestly. So it's definitely a big deal, big storyline. Um, one big storyline going into the last week was obviously Lane Kiffin versus his old team Tennessee. Um, obviously, Tennessee has been playing some really good football going into this matchup. So is Ole Miss. Both of them kind of right in that back end of the top twenty-five ranking. And this was a great football game. Like on the field, I mean, minus we'll get into the you know off the field stuff afterward. But I mean. Matt Corral played his nuts off. He looked great in the football game. I mean, Hendon Hooker at Tennessee and Josh Heupel, a guy that's not getting a Tipper lot of Cap. credit. Not getting a lot of credit. Um, a lot of people said it was a bad hire going into the season. And he's done a phenomenal job at Tennessee. A, a program that lost over, I think, I think 20 transfers out of that program. Their best one going to Alabama, the middle linebacker. They only have Henry 202. 70% scholarships. Yeah, and they're ton death penalty basically. Yeah, they got a bunch of their scholarships. They're on less scholarships than everyone else is, and you know for the McDonald's money situation, <laughs> the fucking McDonald's bags full of cash. 
That's wild. Tight. Still wild that's, to me. That's so sad. Like, still like completely wild. But regardless, Heupel's doing a. You want to talk job. about a bad hire? Was Jeremy Pruitt? Oh, Pruitt. I mean, ten, ten, Tennessee. The funny thing about Tennessee is they they were such a proud program, and they you know have a great tradition of winning. You know, Peyton Manning, etc. They had great traditions. And then they've had such a bad run of really bad coaches that they haven't done anything Where's with them in a while. Where's from again? UCF. That's right. UCF. You know, and UCF was has been really good. They got him after Scott Frost, and he and, kept going. And that's yeah, that's in interesting. That direction. Like he was only there a few years because Scott Frost has only been in Nebraska mm-hmm. for what four years? Four years. Yeah. Yeah. So Heupel's the head coach for three, four years. Yeah, and they did well. Dylan Gabriel there, uh, Mackenzie Milton. Like they've had good players. I like there. what they're building in, in Knoxville. I, I do definitely. I, it's a good team. Definitely. So I mean. But past that, Ole Miss ends up winning the football game, and then toward the end of the game, and then after the game, chaos. Um, the fans end up throwing golf balls on the field, um, like mustard bottles, um, trash, water bottles, you name it. It definitely got a little out of hand on this. Um, what's your guys' take on what took place there in Knoxville afterward? So I actually listened to quite a bit of reports from Knoxville and some different takes on this to really see what exactly happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I will not sit here and defend the fans and those, you know, spoiled-ass kids throwing shit on the field. Like, <laughs> no need for it ever. Right. But if you get the context of the game, they yeah. were so fucking pissed at the refs, mm-hmm. and the refs were fucking them so hard in this game that they almost just said, we've had enough. And it wasn't necessarily geared towards... You know, obviously Lane is the easy target because they hate him so much. Yeah, he was like kind of made out to be the reason behind but he it. He wasn't but it the wasn't. reason. They were so mad at the refs. Yeah, and you know, there's another thing that me and Kay Morgan listened to, and I listened to that, and I didn't realize it's the same officiating crew as the one that fucked up Mississippi State against Memphis, mm-hmm. the one that fucked up uh, Georgia State in Auburn, yeah, and the one that fucked Arkansas last year. Mm-hmm. It's the same crew. Yeah, and they they missed that safety call. It wasn't a safety. That should have been a touchdown. Yeah, a defensive touchdown. So, I, I'm not condoning that. I think it's at any time you gotta throw shit on the field. It's ridiculous, and people want to compare it like, oh, it's just like storming the field. People get hurt and stuff. Like, no, that's completely different to me. This is pouting for things not going the yeah. right way. But I, it wasn't towards Lane, which people made it out to be. So I think that needs to be clarified. No, it's not like not like they stormed the field and tried to beat the shit out of Lane Kiffin or anything like that. That would be pretty funny if they fucking went after <laughs> <laughs> No, I Anarchy. mean, B, do you have anything on this? Not really. I mean, they made a rest and they're doing their thing, but mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of on CY's train is like, there's reasons, but then same time, just fucking go the fuck home. But yeah. like, what I, what is also interesting in this is, I also heard this point too is, Lane Kiffin, you know, he's kind of playing along with it. He was good. He's good at support. Lane Kiffin, yeah. He, he, he's got he, that personality. Can you imagine this is Saban? Like, if they were throwing shit at, like, all hell would have oh, broken. Oh, college would've, football world would have broken. Up. Yeah. Broke, like, blown up. And I was like, that's a good point. You Tennessee know? Wouldn't, wouldn't have a football program. Yeah. <laughs> he would make it. They wouldn't be able to play football <laughs> yeah. ever yeah. again. Yeah. So, um, my take on this is. I'm 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 with CY for the most part. Yes, like it was it wasn't directed toward Lane Kiffin. It wasn't like you know people were beating the shit out of people. You know it was it was an over. Um, I don't know how to word it, but it, it it got out of hand. And I'm not condoning anything that the that the fans did or anything. But what I find kind of ridiculous is the reactions to it by the commentators afterward and kind of the media members just bashing the Tennessee fans. Because my honest opinion is. 
we were we were at a college football stadium last week. The yeah. passion that goes into these football games Un- is unreal. so extreme, right? And this is a sport that I, I obviously know and love very well, and um, and reasons for it being one of them is being how passionate our fans are, right? The rivalries, you know, the drunk college kids, things like that. Like, if we're gonna stand by like the college game days and like condone like the drinking and the partying and like doing all this stuff, then we can't really like. To, like blow it out of proportion when something like this happens because something like this could happen to any fan base. Well, this and I think a, that's one of my things. This it's was like, an eight thirty p.m. kick. Yeah, these guys were sauced. Oh, of course. Uh, but end of that game, it's you know close to midnight. Mm-hmm. They've been drinking since seven eight a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they feel like they got robbed. No yeah. excuse, but and like I'm I said, like you. this has happened in other sports, soccer. You know, this has happened in other football games. Like if you're a fan base and you're saying, "Oh, Notre Dame fans would never do that," you're full of shit. Like, honestly, that's how I feel because there's bad calls all the time and we get so fucking pissed off. You know what I mean? Like, we feel like we're going to fucking throw things. I mean, how many fights do we see in the stands that don't get fucking talked about? You know what I mean? Like, this is just something that went a little too far over the edge. And yes, of course it went too far. I don't think that shit like this should ever happen. But if you can't tell me that your fan base wouldn't do this and you can't get on your soapbox and tell me that you're above all of this shit, you're full of shit, especially in college football where it's like soccer they're throw their shit thrown on the field all the time, and like college football is right on par with the passionate fans. Yeah. And NFL, like we've we've seen NBA, they throw they've thrown shit on the court before. This isn't new. Like, why are we overreacting to it? Is my thing. No, I, I agree. Degenerate what? of the week. Whoever threw the first, <laughs> whoever threw the first <laughs> beer, whoever, or whatever it was, whoever, whoever the first started beer, it. or the golf ball, Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Why the fuck was there a golf ball in the stands? We'll never know. Do we think it was actually <laughs> mustard, or was that just a like a fake flask? Like someone filled that with fucking. It's got to be something like that. Yeah, you don't have a, a fucking mustard. jar of mustard. <laughs> or it wasn't even a jar. It was just a fucking plastic. Yeah, why is there so many random things? Tennessee, baby. Ten- it's right. balls, man. Balls. Fucking balls. But, I mean, regardless, I mean, it took away from the f- game, which was a great which was a great football game. I mean, I mean, ref- uh, officiating aside, you know, I mean, those are two good football teams that are headed in the right direction. So, very interested to see how both those teams play out. Um, that was the anarchy. And then... I mean, it's time to talk Coach O. I uh, mean, RIP Coach o. we talked about it multiple times. This was my guy that I said was going to get fired at the beginning of the year just because I saw the demise happening in that program. Um, they lose to Kentucky the week before when we're out there. We almost went to that game. We almost drove from <laughs> Columbus yeah. straight to Lexington. It was only like a three-hour drive, and we almost did it. We would have made it. We would have made we it. We would have made kickoff. It would have been insane. We had to make a decision which one we were going to go to, Columbus or Lexington. We were right smack in the middle hour and a half each way yeah yeah we chose columbus great we decision we easily could have went to lexington could have done both but anyway um they lose that game they get blown out by kentucky absolutely embarrassed and i mean the thing with lsu is and why i think he ultimately not ultimately get fired there's there was a lot of reasons why he got fired i mean there a were a lot. ton of um off the field issues all that preseason shit was not no good all of it was bad the divorce the women i mean there were reports that he had girlfriends at practice. I mean, the guy was... Letting her kids do routes. The, the guy was an absolute fiend after this divorce. I mean, the guy, like, literally won a national championship and just wanted to fucking get some fucking yeah. like, things I can't say on this podcast. He raged. And we can say he anything. Did. Yeah, no, I, that's yeah. how bad it is. I don't even want to go True. into it. But I mean, we can say guy, whatever we want, actually. But, but here's the honest truth of the situation. If he would have won football games, it wouldn't have mattered. Doesn't matter. It wouldn't have mattered. You win football games, you recruit well. It does Win, not. Winning cures all sin off the field, and he did not win on the field. And that's why he ultimately gets fired. Which was really sad about the whole Coach O thing. You, you put perspective into his whole tenure at LSU. 
and it's really coming to the point where he was a mask behind really good coordinators. Oh yeah, David Aranda, unbelievable. Ba- Baylor coach who has turned around a Baylor program. Unbelievable. Yeah, you got Joe Brady, unbelievable. He's doing great for the Panthers. And yeah. the other co-offense coordinator mm-hmm. that, or who actually was offense coordinator at LSU, who's now gone. He retired. Um, like Coach O, they the players loved him and they played hard for him. But he was just kind of the guy. He's a mascot. And the coordinators. Yeah, he was. Mike Tomlin. (laughs) It's a very good comp. (laughs) That's coming from the Packer fan. Let's see why I say those things. Sorry. Sorry. But, you know, what really really was the the end-all be-all for Coach O is they just stopped kind of playing for him. Yeah. sucked. No. And that's always been his thing is people play hard for him. SC played hard for him. The first couple years at LSU, they played hard for him. The players loved him. And even his, at Ole Miss, they you know when you Miss, Michael Orr yeah. and them like they weren't a bad football team, but I think Coach O he just isn't a good head football coach. Like he's at the end not. of the day, he's not. He didn't win. And if you look at that, and here's the biggest problem with Coach O is you look at that Kentucky game. His team is way better than that Kentucky team. Like as far as like players on the field, he has the best receiver on the field. He has a better quarterback. He's got a better defensive core. They're, they're banged up. But they are, and I. But they're better. They are better. They, they are, are. They have better talent. But the timing of this was weird too. They beat up Florida, you know. Yeah, so then, so then they go to the swamp and they beat Florida. No, it was at home. It was in LSU. Oh, it was, it was in Baton LSU. Rouge. Okay. Yeah, well, either, either way, they they lose or they went. They beat. They lose to Kentucky. Then they beat a ranked Florida team, and then they announced the firing. I think because the way they're doing it, like I said, they're letting him coach out the rest of the year. He wins the game. Weird. It's it's off on a like mutual parting of ways rather than firing him. And it's only because he won a natty. Because, they're because because I mean, what's the other scenario? They lose to Ole Miss next week, then they fire him. And yeah, right. And it's good. Has yeah. there been another coach who's been fired so quickly after winning a fucking national title? Yeah, um, the Auburn guy. A couple years after Cam Newton. Same exact thing, two years. Wild. Same exact thing. Crazy. I can't think of his name right now on the top of my head. It's going to kill me. It was right before Gus Malzahn. Gene Chizik. Oh, okay. Gene Chizik. Same exact thing. Then he's been a D coordinator the rest of his life since then. Couldn't get ahead of coaching job. Because same as Joe Burrow, he had he had the Cam, dominant quarterback. He had Cam, Cam Newton. Newton to carry him, and then off in the sunset after that. So, I mean, it is what it is with Coach O. I just think it's a weird decision for LSU, considering, like I was telling CY, they're going to lose out on recruits this year. They're not going to be able to name a head coach. It's not going to go well. They're going to lose the rest of their – I mean, they're not going to lose the rest of their games, but – Schedule is not going to be good. The players aren't going to be motivated. It's not going to be a good end of the season. It's the SC not situation. Be a good end of the season. You got SC. SC is also a dumpster fire. Same thing. But they needed to do that to Clay Helton, though. They, they did. And I think, think that was a good decision. You think this helps keep Miles Brennan, or is he gone? I think Miles Brennan's going to have to transfer because actually Max Johnson, their quarterback LSU, actually, that lefty? I actually think he's decent. He's all right. Brad Johnson, yeah. he's not bad. Yeah, he's okay. He, he's a gamer. I like that about him. I haven't said gamer in a while. Not in a while. Wow. He's, he's a gamer. Tight. That's been a minute. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so LSU. This is a, this is an absolutely huge coaching um, hire coming into the college football landscape. I did a top ten college football jobs. Um, I had Florida State at ten, but I actually think LSU might be a better of a job because if you look at look at because LSU and Florida State are similar because they both have three national championships in the modern college football era. But if you look at the numbers for LSU, three national championships with all three different coaches. That program is essentially 
elite on its own with who whoever is coaching. Basically, well, that's what that tells me. It's elite for the fact for multiple reasons, but LS or Louisiana is a hotbed for recruiting. Of course, and they love LSU football, so you're gonna get those kids year in and year out, and it's gonna recruit itself. Look at just look at your pros, your NFL guys from LSU. It's unbelievable how many good players yeah. they pump out every single year. So you're gonna have the talent. You're gonna have as you're gonna be as talented as anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, there's years where they're just as talented as Bama. You know, there 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 is years that they get recruits just like Bama does. So that's why. And there's tons of money. So yeah, the money it speaks for itself. It doesn't matter if you're leaving a winning culture and you don't win in LSU when you get nine million dollars. So who, who's the guy? Who who do you think might be the guy there? I'm gonna start with the hometown guy. Uh, Billy uh, Raging Cajuns Billy, coach Billy Napier oh. Napier Raging Cajuns I mean, There's a reason He didn't take a job Last year And I think yeah. this is it Wow That's a good point I, And I'm a big Raging Cajun guy they, that's, that's a program Over there He's done a f- fantastic job Yeah um, I personally think They go after A bigger shark In the water Okay I do. I do too. Um, I mentioned it a couple podcasts ago when I when I kind of saw the writing on the wall with Coach O, the former A and M athletic director that I hired Jimbo Fisher is yes. now at LSU. Ooh. Um, okay, I think it that's is. A, that is a um, that's a bigger factor in this than I think people are realizing. I mean, Jimbo Fisher will say he's not going to take the job. He came out. He said he's going to fulfill his contract. Everyone's going to say that. I know. Everyone's going to say but that. But we have to make note that he did. He was very you have to, especially if you want your team to fight for you. Play for you, especially yeah. after a big win. But Jimbo had the same same comments at Florida State Yeah, when exactly. the A&M job came and, and he had won the national championship like two years before that. You know what I mean? So there is no loyalty in college football. Money talks. He is a fantastic fit there. Um I I, th- I don't know if that happens honestly. I think I think it's a big big deal that the AD's there. I do think that um it's going to take a lot of money. I mean, he he just renegotiated his contract at A&M. He's yeah. got a huge deal there. So he he's a tough he's a tough one. I think Lane Kiffin's a very We're obvious about Kiffin. Yeah. Very obvious and sexy choice right now in college football. Um I think those are the two big names obviously that they go after initially. Um, there's a few more, but I th- I think they go after a really big fish in in the pond on this one. What do you think, CY? Yeah, I mean, those are the names that have been thrown out there. Why not give Joe Brady some love? You saw what he could do. Yeah, for, he was there before. He was Why there not? before as a coordinator. True. See what he can do there. I mean, I hate to say it, but Luke Fickle. No. Why can't he do what he's? Uh, they're num- they're is number he an two. SEC guy? He's a Midwest guy. I know. That's what I'm saying. But like, I don't know if he's. Could a, he do it? Don't do it to of me. Course, here's the thing. I'm not saying could he do it. Of course he could do it. But is he, does that fit make sense? No. Because I don't even think. I mean, Lane Kiffin is know. making it work at Ole Miss, but I see Lane Kiffin. In LA, USC. More you know than who I, I think would LSU. be a great. Actually, thinking about now is Rick Ball. Who? Uh, or not Rick? Um, Oregon. Oh, Cristobal. Cristobal. Really? Cristobal makes a lot of sense to me. Cristobal, I think can. Yeah, it's a good one. He's he's got those boys rolling too. Uh, any Urban Meyer talk? We're gonna in, oh, entertain no. this at all? No. Come on. Why not? Why not? Why not? Because, I mean, who's going to beat Nick Saban more than Urban Meyer? A Jeez guy that's done it Louise. in the playoff before. You have to. Be every honest. big, 
like big. I'm I SC, love it. I LSU. Would love it. I would fucking love would it. You love have to it. throw his hat in because he's absolutely not going to be the coach I of would, the Jaguars at the end of the year. I would 100% love it. I'm oh, all in on that. That would be amazing. The one guy, again, that we haven't talked about that's doing a fantastic job this year is Mel Tucker at Michigan State. He was a, He's a former assistant coach at Saban when he was at LSU. That's something that definitely Ooh. is a factor. Uh, I don't know if they go after him. Like I said, I think there, there's a few names ahead of him that I think they want. But what I will say is that you don't make this decision without having a name in mind. Yeah, I think their first call, their first name in that night before that 80 is Jimbo Fisher. I do. The, the Power 5 moves make sense, they're, especially for LSU. They're big. And then there, there was actually something. I don't think this happens, but there was something that came out. That said, Dabo Sweeney is someone that they're looking at. No, stop. They're gonna. I mean, LSU's gonna go after everyone, anyone, and everyone. It's a huge because I think the Ed Ogeron hire wasn't like a sexy hire at the time when they yeah. did it. So I think this is this is their time where they're gonna if say they, we're going after they whoever pull, we want. If yeah. they pull Dabo, Clemson's job is more attractive. After, after. Mm-hmm. they have the the quarterback the talent. Why 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 aren't we bringing up Mark Stoops at Kentucky? I mean, you're talking about a guy that built a program over there and made Kentucky a not like you know they are a basketball school still, but someone that they're paying attention to their football program now. Yeah, he built something over there. He's in the SEC. He's not a big enough name yet. They're gonna they want like you said they want they I agree with you they want a big but, name. But tell me he's not a guy that's proven to build a program. And there's a lot of guys, Fickle, you know, yeah. Billy Napier. There's Billy a Napier's, plenty of guys. Yeah, right in your backyard. And he's in your backyard. Yeah. So I mean, I agree with you. I think that they're definitely. Uh, there's a lot of great D- coaches Dabo out there. to LSU, Fickle to Clemson. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. Clemson would never lose a game. Never lose never. a game. They'd never lose Cincinnati a game. Cincinnati doesn't lose a fucking game ever. All right. All right. Hold on. I'm going to do a quick – There's because there's a lot of coaches that are still in the hot seat that I want to talk about real quick. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you guys three three names of coaches. You're going to tell me who you're going to keep, who the program is going to keep, or who you would keep, who you think is going to stay on the hot seat for another year. And then who you would just straight up fire now? Okay. So one one is safe. One to keep. One's on the hot seat. Yep. And one's like one backs. hot seat. You're gonna give one more one chance. More year. And then one you're firing now or at the end of the All year. Right. Okay. Right. Scott Frost at Nebraska. Okay. Manny Diaz at Miami. Okay. And uh, Mike Norvell at Florida State. You're keeping one. You're hot seating one for another. You're giving them one more chance, and you're firing one immediately. So. I'll, I'll start. I'm going to keep Manny Diaz. Okay. Um, absolutely give Scott Frost one more year. I think they've gotten some decent wins, some close games. And, you know, Norvell's so gone. <laughs> what do you think, Seattle? I'm way different. Uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep Scott Frost. Okay. I think they're going the right direction. Um, I'm going to give Norvell one more year. Okay. I think Norvell – I mean, they're, they were in they're, – they're a bad year. They're, they're terrible, but – you got to give him a little it's bit more time. only a second year. You got to give him a little more time. I think he's a good coach. I just think he's in a bad situation. Okay. And Manny Diaz is a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> he's fine. He's a fucking dumpster fire. Oh They've been my terrible. God. I disagree, but it's Miami. I mean, they're terrible. They're all big programs though. That's the point is they're all big yeah. programs. You can't not win at any of those programs. Scott Frost's been there the longest. Norvell too, and I think Manny Diaz is on like 3. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean they're all obvious on the hot seat. There's there's something oh, yeah. to give. I mean Scott Frost has been fighting for his life week in and week out. Um, lose like they were doing well. Like they barely lose to Michigan State. They barely lose to Michigan. Then they get fucking beat up by Minnesota. Like shit. 
bad, you know. Yeah, that was bad. And then Nor- bad. and then Norvell, you know, does a good job, beats North Carolina, but it's like the rest of his year has been terrible. So it's like he almost saved his job with that, but it's like he's not doing anything else well. Loses, you yeah. still lost to Jacksonville State. No one forgot that. Miami, you were ranked top ten preseason. Where are you true, now? True. You know I, mean, what I mean, that's a good point. All right. Um, going into kind of the playoff implications, um, Cincinnati obviously is a team that we are we're hot on. We've been all over them for the past two and a half years now. Um, there's a couple teams. There's a couple scenarios. We're like halfway through college football season now, so I think it's time to like mention the playoff. You know, it, it's hard to it's hard to avoid the playoff talk early. But now that we're halfway through, let's kind of get into a couple conversations real quick, um, because there's a couple things scenarios that are not playing in Kentucky, that are not going to help out Cincinnati. A couple teams. One, you've got Ohio State, who right. if they went out, Ohio State's in. Right. Same with Penn State. I don't think they do, but I think Ohio State right. will personally. But those teams, of those teams are a hundred percent in if they do it, I and they and they would jump Cincinnati. Any, I think any of the any of the four in the Big Ten. So Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, one of them's in. All in the Big Ten East. One so, of them's in. Whoever wins the Big Ten East is in. Whoever or whoever wins the Big Ten, Big Ten sorry. Because Iowa technically still could. Right, right. Whoever wins the Big Ten, I believe, is in. So I'll give you that. Yeah. So if if they don't lose more than one game, caveat. Correct. Because there's, there's Correct. a lot of scenarios. Because Correct. in two weeks, it's like fucking D-Day for the Big Ten. No, yeah, they're going to kill each other. You've got Ohio State, Penn State. You've got Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State. State. Like, and then the next week, and then the next week, week they're all flipping. Yeah, they all play each other. <laughs> they're all flipping. Back back and that's been the difference with the Big Ten in comparison to the Pac-10 or the Pac-12 is the fact that Michigan has Michigan has beaten the teams they're supposed to beat. Yes. Like, they haven't even played their tough part 100%. of their schedule yet. Utah, Arizona State. Yes. And UCLA all fucking losing. Round robin beating each other up. It's killed. It's killed the pack. It killed the pack because at the end of the day, the pack as a division is. I've I've actually realized that the pack as a division and as like a whole, like their their bottom half and their middle is stronger than a lot of other conferences, but they have no top. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem because they, they don't. don't have they don't have that winning team or yeah. those three to four winning teams Oregon's that are going to beat everybody. We, we thought it, still alive. I mean, we thought it was going to be Oregon after a really impressive Ohio State win. They're still alive. And UCLA after beating up LSU. You know, yeah. like they're I mean, still alive. Don't fucking they are so so. Let's talk about Oregon though, because Oregon is interesting because they're not going to have a great resume now, other than the Ohio State game. Even if they do win out, because they lost to Stanford. But if they win out and Ohio State wins out, that's an easy one-one matchup. I don't think so. It has to be. I don't think college football. There's okay. Let me. I I was going to wait a little bit to get into this, but I'm going to get really fucking fired up for a second. Oh, I know you are. I brought it up. There's two scenarios that can happen in college football this year that can make me hate college football for the rest <laughs> of my eternity. But or will it and just make you watch it more? Because no, it won't. It, it will absolutely. Oh my god! The biasness will fucking drive me through the roof if this if these two scenarios happen. Okay, scenario one, we just kind of mentioned it. Oregon wins out. Ohio State wins out. Say Cincinnati wins out. Say Oklahoma wins out. And Georgia. In Georgia, sorry, I, we assume Georgia's. They're they're yeah. in. They're just in. Okay, and it's Ohio State resume versus an Oregon resume and a Cincinnati. I th- I'm saying State. Cincinnati's in. So you're saying there's two spots left with those three teams. Yes, and who's C- in? I think for me, yeah, it's clear cut night and day. It's Oregon and it's Cincinnati. It has. I mean, it might be. I, I, okay, and <laughs> he, he would get so mad. I'm though. getting so mad right now because. 
Could you Oregon could you beat, believe it's a possibility? That's why you're getting is. upset. Yeah. Oregon beat Ohio State. They did. That's as far as that conversation needs to go in my mind. You played each other <laughs> and you both have one lot. Oregon is a better team. They beat you. Hand clear as cut. If Cincinnati goes who, undefeated. Who has a better chance to beat Georgia? Ohio State or Oregon? Ohio Probably State. Ohio State. Yeah. That shouldn't matter though. It matters, it, I think. No, that, I'm with CY. That it shouldn't, shouldn't matter. It doesn't it should matter. It, it shouldn't matter. But Ohio State's resume at the end of the year, if they went out, matters. Yes. I know their losses to Oregon, but if they're beating Michigan, out, Penn State, they have so, so many Oregon, top 10 wins. Besides Ohio State, who's Oregon's next best win if they went out? It'll be whoever they play in the in the Pac-12 championship game. So probably Utah. Arizona State or Utah. Who, who Utah, Utah just beat Arizona San State. San Diego State and BYU. And then like, if it's Oregon not. plays at UCLA this week. So we're going to talk about the yeah. game later. But this is my problem with college football. Like, that, that's one scenario. So if Oregon doesn't get in and Ohio State gets in over Oregon and they're, and they're both one loss sitting there, I'm going to lose my absolute fucking mind. Because then we know it's not about Anything but the money. No, see, I disagree with you. It's it's not even about the money. It's about the resume, and I'm and that's and, where, that, and that's where it's be because see why think about it. They're gonna have to beat Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, Michigan, all top and, ten, and Iowa. That's but those teams aren't gonna finish in the top, top ten. They're not. I mean, when, are those are those four teams all top twenty teams in your opinion in the country? Not ranking wise, top twenty teams that you've watched. Top twenty five. Yeah. Top how 20, many? How top many of those teams are in the Pac twelve? Like. Oh, how many top twenty-five teams are in the Pac-12? Yes, One? like it, like top twenty-five teams not ranking. It's Oregon, Oregon, and then you could argue Arizona State, and you could argue Utah. Yeah, and like maybe UCLA. UCLA. You know what I mean? So like that's no, I I agree with that. But, I do. And all but of those three teams have you know those other teams in the Big Ten like that. They'll they're going to go through a murderous row of winning those games, and if but, they come out of that alive, they deserve to be in the playoff over I, Oregon. I don't agree. I don't agree because those teams aren't going to finish the rankings that they are now. You know they're not going to finish as high as they are, and just because they, they they're there for a long period of time, but they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, as we've said, which is what the Pac-12 didn't do, and that's not what Oregon did. They lost. Oregon to Stanford. lost one game, but Oregon also Oregon M- also beat McKee, the fuck McKee's out of Ohio State. McKee's a guy. McKee is a guy at Stanford. That's fine. Um, I I will tell you that let, it won't matter. Well, let me get in my second scenario. Okay, I'll, I'll let because him have if it. this if this happens. Like that scenario, I'm pretty pissed about, but I kind of like have a little bit of understanding. See, this about one it. will make you more mad, which is I know exactly where he's going. The, to. the same scenario: if Cincinnati does yeah. not get in the playoffs while being undefeated, and they go undefeated, and they keep winning the games like they're winning, mm-hmm. I have lost all hope <laughs> for college football. Same, all hope. Here's, same. yeah, because I mean, you were clear cut telling us, you were you were telling us to our face. There is nothing There's the nothing. group of five can do. There's nothing. There's not a damn thing in the world that they can do. And you know what's going to happen? Is it's going to happen, and Cincinnati's going to no. fall on the sword, and it's going to be the reason they expand the playoffs, and it's going to be because of Cincinnati, and that's not worth it to me. Tell me. Tell that's me not, not worth it. fucking it's worth it It's not worth me. it. And that's where I'm going to lose my mind. They cannot fall on the sword for this. It is The playoffs should be expanded regardless. It shouldn't be at the fault of Cincinnati for doing everything right. No, I'm with you. If if Cincinnati goes undefeated this year, it has proven that there is nothing a Group of Five team could do because they lose to Georgia by a field goal in the in the Sugar Bowl last year. They're ranked preseason top ten. They go undefeated. Desmond Ritter, everything. You know what they fucked? beat? They beat Notre Dame, who's still a top fifteen team in the country. And that's all about on the Notre road Dame now. It's all about how Notre Dame does for Cincinnati. That's 
only thing Cincinnati has to hold their hat on and is how fucking Notre Dame Thankfully, is. Notre Dame, their only loss is to Cincinnati. If that they, holds up... But they're saying... I mean, Notre Dame can only lose one more game, max. Here... And I don't know if... I, they might uh, They might win out. They got SC Stanford, and they got North Carolina, the three toughest games. I yeah, think. like, tell me they're not going to win out. They should. <laughs> they Notre Dame is weirdly, like, just happening I, with being so terrible this year. It's unbelievable. So the first thing Cody said Don't was on the Oregon-Ohio State conversation. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to happen. Please explain. Bama's going to go and beat Georgia oh my God. and get in. Oh, my God. You want and, so much chaos. And, and then, when that happens, no one's in. No one's in. <laughs> no one's in. No one's in. And when that happens, we'll get Bama, Georgia, Georgia. Cincinnati, Oklahoma. What if Oklahoma State wins out? Oklahoma State's in. They're then in. Over Oklahoma. Yes. K. Morgan did pick Gundy to be on the hot seat this year, by the way. I did. <laughs> I 100% did. He's having a great year. He might be coach of the year. He's fucking got those boys right. Yeah. No, he does. If they beat They're impressive. Oklahoma, I, but I picked Oklahoma State to beat Texas last but week. Does, hey, but does the NCAA want us to all freak out, lose our minds, and have Georgia, Bama, Oklahoma, Ohio State? Absolutely. That's if, what they want. If there was ever a year for there to be a 12-team playoff, Tell me this is not the season. Especially, dude, especially with Michigan and Michigan State being... They're frauds. Imp- ah, they're, they're not. Frauds. They win me money every week, so I will never call them frauds. I don't know if they're I parlayed frauds. the Michigan schools every week. That's fine. They're still frauds. They're, like, not, they're not top what? eight teams in the country. Not top ten, ten teams. That's fair. Um, they're that's, frauds. That's a, says the that's rankings. Fair. For this week, look at Iowa. Just knock them down. Hey, start, getting, start fucking getting some bowling pins. For the Big Ten, you, because those are going to start falling. You die on the pack, bro. I, I mean, I, I'm Oregon's not going to go and beat Michigan. Oregon could lose this week, to be honest. They could they lose this week. Really definitely could. could. Lose. And then it's over. Then it's over. It's a, you know what sucks about Oregon is Verdell is killing that offense. You know what sucks about Oregon is the fact that they're so good every year, and then they fuck it up somehow. They always fuck every it up every fucking one. year. They like almost that. fucked it up on Friday night. Yeah, they beat Cal by seven. They would be but ranked fact, two like, if they didn't lose to Stanford. Herbert's team loses Obviously. to an unranked ASU and then blows out, or doesn't blow out Wisconsin, but they beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. Like that could have been a playoff team. No, it mean? easily could have been, but it's hard to say Ohio State getting in of Oregon when they actually played each other in the shoe. I, I'm and I, in the shoe. In any other scenario, I would agree with you. Without if, Thibodeau, if pack, without if, flow, but like if UCLA. Was the UCLA like we thought, and they were on the run like after that LSU game, like they were going to be on? Then yes, I would be hundred percent with you. But like but the pack has all crushed each other, and that's out of their control. Like only thing they can control is going into Ohio State and kicking the what dog shit control, out of them, and they did that. What they can control is beating teams like Stanford, Cal, Arizona, and they haven't even been winning those games impressively. They really haven't. But let's talk about Ohio State. It's not like Ohio State. until recently. Ohio State was not winning games impressively early in the year. They barely no, beat they Temple. Weren't. No, that was Tul- a cl- Tulsa. Tulsa, sorry. Yeah. That was a close game. It was. That was I mean, what are we talking about here? But, you know what I mean? But now they're gonna they're gonna they're, now, they're getting right at the right time. Then that's why and, they, and, it, it's, and see why they could still stumble. I'm not saying it's a yeah, lot. I mean what I'm saying is that I think they have the best chance out of the Big Ten. I think they're the best team in the Big Ten. I think they are too. I I, I think by You're getting upset because you, you you're seeing a scenario that's more than likely gonna happen. I know. Yeah. I know. I I <laughs> can see it happening it's pissing me off. It's getting real pissed. <laughs> I, let's let it play out because I if I'm going to be completely honest, I think Oregon shoots himself in the foot again. But I want, just in case they don't, I need to be there for them. All right. So we, we've obviously debated this conversation enough times now. But who are the four best teams in the country, regardless of ranking, the four best teams that should be in the college football playoff, period, in your mind? Ooh. Four best. Not ranking. 
we, we've we've seen half of the games now. They're going to be played on the field. What from what you've seen so far, who are your four best? I think we can all say Georgia's in that. Georgia's a lot. Georgia's in there. They're probably the Clear number cut one. one. Clear cut one. We got to we got to see. We are on the Bearcats. We're all on the Bearcats. I mean, does anyone not have them in their top four? No, I have them. Best teams? I have them, too. I have them at, like, four. If they fucking wore a Clemson jersey, you would think they're fucking the second best <laughs> team in the country. Sure. Let's fucking be real. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> no, let's, let's, let's be completely. If they wore, you know, an SEC. If they wore the orange and purple. You're like, this team is fucking loaded. No, they're really good. You know I'm about that. Like, But you have to also consider that's, the teams they're playing. Like that, that That's 100% part of it. It is. But I do think they're at least the fourth best team in the country. I'm putting them in. So relax. Take a deep breath again. So I'll do three and four before yours because I think it's going to throw gonna you. going to blow up very soon. Yeah. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to lose, <laughs> lose his fucking mind when I. All right, who you got? I got three. I have Ohio State and four. I have Bama. Fair. What do you got? Both one losses. I actually have the same teams. Oh shit. I, I think okay. it's Ohio State and Bama. I, what happened to your Oklahoma? I Oklahoma to me I have Bama three and I four is between Ohio State and Oklahoma. Give me one more game with Caleb. One more game. And if they then, beat, then we'll know. One more. One more. Those two that that's gonna play itself out. Oklahoma and the Ohio State argument is gonna play itself out. Yeah. Because they got Oklahoma State and you got all those big ten games. But those two teams are because Ohio State could easily lose to, you, you know, know why, they could. You know why I say Penn Ohio State, State Michigan? Penn State's a complete football team. Sean yeah. Clifford is doing is proving me wrong week by week. Do we know how bad he is? Is that another name for LSU oh. real quick? Franklin? No. No? I don't think so. I think he's a USC guy. I don't want I, him there, but I, I think, think he might be the guy. I would hate that. I would too. What are you going to say, CY? I, I think that this year Ohio State has a dynamic offense. And there's not many of those in the in the country for a weird reason. Mm-hmm. You know, usually we have a couple of those. We don't, we don't have another one. That's why it's I think they're so. a big defensive year. Yeah. So that's why I think they're so. Oklahoma does scary. now with Caleb Williams. We'll, we'll see. One more game. We'll see. One more mm-hmm. game. We'll see. Yeah. That Oak State game is going to be fucking insane. That'll be a great game. Bedlam yeah. will be fucking. And it might be the last Bedlam we ever get. Bedlam, we might, yeah. Because they're going. They're they say it the might SEC. happen next year the SEC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fuck. This conversation could be completely different when Cincinnati's in the Big 12 in a year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Think about all that shit. So um, let's get into the college football um, standing O team of the week. CY, who you have as your standing O team of the week last two weeks? Oh, man. Last two? Last two weeks. Well, from, you know, we'll, we haven't talked about we'll it. Give one. We'll sure, give one. Sure. What do you got? Um, be you go first. I'll let, I'll let you go standing O this week. Uh, Utah. That, good, that was good. Good call. Utah. I'm down with that. I, I, I was really on them preseason. They dropped a game. Um, but Arizona State looked great. Uh, they beat they beat up UCLA, and then they go and drop one to Utah. And I, I think that was our issue with the pack. But Utah played amazing football. I mean, you want to talk about it. Arizona State could obviously be your cheese dick of the week as well because the fact that they were up 21-7 and then they give up like 30 True. unanswered after that. Yeah. I mean, holy – I mean, that was embarrassing. Um, mine's, mine's somewhat obvious, but also at the same time not so obvious. It's Oklahoma State. I mean, you're talking about a team that's been undefeated quietly all year, has quietly one of the better defenses in the country this year, beats a t- high-powered Texas team who was beating them up for a half of football, and then come back in the second half and then takes care of business, putting themselves in a situation, as we talked about before, to make the college football playoff now. So you give Mike Gundy credit for proving me wrong, 
and Oklahoma State is my standing on team of the week. Nice. I'm between two, but uh, let's fuck it. I'll go NC State. NC my State. My team. Yeah. I mean, I'll between them and Pitt, two ACC teams. I think both of them deserve credit. If any year for a team to kind of break out and, you know, take the ACC, we, we don't know who's going to win the ACC. We have no idea. We have no clue. We have no clue. So No, I mean, we have. it's going to be them, Wake Forest. Wake, Pitt. Pitt. NC State, and then still Clemson's only one loss in the ACC. So it's like they could still make. Yeah, the that's ACC what I mean. So we, so we have no idea. It's four teams mm-hmm. that could all win it. So, but that was a statement. But game. it was a good yeah. game for them to go into BC, and only their second road game of the year. And their first game, they played like absolute shit. And that's funny is at Mississippi State. So. Like we all like NC State was a team that I liked going into the season, and that was a team that I said, hey, there could be a sleeper. And then we kind of just wrote the book on them because they look like shit against Mississippi State. But if they would have won that game, they're yeah. a top ten football team too. 100 percent. They're good. They're good. Like they fucked good. that. They so, fucked that up. They completely. were standing O team of the week. All right, uh, cheese dick of the week. I'm gonna go first on this one. Yeah. This is a guy that I called their team a fraud going into this year. He proved it to me last week officially, officially. Um, and this is a guy that I fucking think is a joke. See why I mentioned him earlier as being a quarterback guru. But Dan Mullen yeah. is my shithead cheese dick of the week. He, yeah. He's a fucking clown on the field. He acts like his teams are so fucking good. He has a built-in excuse for every loss. A lot of excuses, for sure. Always. And this last week, he loses to an LSU team that's unmotivated, a coach that is literally just got fired. And he gets all this hype for no fucking reason. Like, he lost to Bama by two points, and people were like, oh, Florida's right there. They're going to get it done. Then he goes into Kentucky, gets his ass beat. Goes to LSU, gets his ass beat. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, you look like a fucking joke. He wore the Darth Vader mask on last year. He had, Everyone thought his team last year was fucking unbelievable. He's under 500 against Power 5 teams. He's That's not cool. doing a good job at Florida. Like, you yeah. thought his team last year was that great? They lost four games. Like, that's not good. B, who's your, like, I'm who's sorry. Your Fuck dick. Dan Mullen. Fuck Dan Mullen. B, Fuck sorry. Dan Mullen. Who's your cheese dick? Uh, this is a cumulative of a lot of weeks because they lost me a ton of money beating the Angies in, in Texas A&M and then just go lose three straight. Arkansas. Ooh, can just go they're frauds. Off. Yeah, they're frauds. They're they're the cheese dick for the rest of the season. But they beat and they beat Texas. Like they're not they're yeah, frauds. They're frauds. No, they end up they get blown out by Georgia. They covered, no, against, they covered against Ole Miss for me. Who would they fucking lose to this week? They got beat up this week. This last Auburn. Week. Auburn. Bo yeah. Nicks. Okay. Bo Nicks. Put yeah, that on exactly. <laughs> cheese exactly. dick Arkansas. I call Ole them Nicks. frauds for weeks, by the way. You know who you know I have a, I'm not gonna pick them, but you know who's yeah. a cheese dickish? It's fucking Rutgers. They fucking were like decent, and they go into Northwestern and yeah. lose. Northwestern's terrible. Yeah, they pissed me Rutgers off. Rutgers should have won that game. They're, it's not that cheese dick, but they're cheese dickish. Um, Greg Schiano, he uh, he's a good coach. They're better than that. I'm gonna go with Spencer Rattler. Cheese dick. Oh God, cheese dick. I mean, that's kind of rude. It's just it's not rude. <laughs> he deserves you, it. You have held this team back. It's we. It's. Clear cut. You have held Calling this team back. The fuck out. And then not only have you held them back because you're so dog shit, you decide to leave the field early and pout because you're supposed to be this dude. Yeah, two weeks ago against Texas. That you're lucky bad. that they even give you a fucking uniform anymore because of how bad oh, you've been. Yeah. I love that because, you know, K-Mark said it earlier. 
college football, there's elite talent out there, and you didn't even give yourself a chance by just throwing it up to Mims. Yeah. Like, he never yeah. did. And Caleb comes out, and that's the first thing he did. Bro. First thing he did. First thing he did. He's throwing. I know we talked enough about Caleb Williams, but he is like, he might be the real fucking deal. He's tight. He can throw the fucking ball downfield, dude. Yeah. True freshman. See why you're out of the room, but he didn't even play a high school football season last year because of wow. COVID. That's so he, he goes from a junior playing fucking high school football to playing fucking Texas and bringing back Oklahoma to right, now K- fourth in the Heisman. Okay, Morg, let's hear your top ten teams going into week eight. I mean, it's different than the, the rankings. I want to know. We kind of got into the top four of who we think is the four best. but Yeah, it's really not going to be incredibly different because, yes, like you said before, it's it's – you might we all might think Bama is the third best team in the country, but they're not ranked number three right now. You know, yeah. they are two. Like that's just not how college right. football works. So um one, Georgia, you know, not gonna obvious. Not gonna have much of a debate there. I don't I truly don't see a team beating them right now. Uh Bearcat Nation. Let's, let's go. go. It feels good go to cats. say that the Bearcat Nation is number two in the country, man. So I good. mean number two, that's crazy. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um number three, I do have Oklahoma. I mean, like I said, Caleb Williams playing, slinging the football right now. I mean, they, he deserves all the hype right now playing in that stadium. Um, to be determined on how good they truly are with him at quarterback, though, because he is still just a freshman. You know, we're giving him a lot of hype, but at the end of the day, right. he's only played two football games. Um, number four, I do have Bama. At the end of the day, the Crimson Tide, as we said before, they're probably a top three team in the country. They lose one game to A&M. There's, there's going to be a massive showdown in the SEC coming up. Fair. That will be incredible um number five i have ohio state i like i said before i think ohio state's a top four team in the program uh program in the country you can't tell me that they don't deserve to be up there right now fair i really do believe that um after ohio state i've got oklahoma state fair that's Ooh. a little bit of shake they have oklahoma state around like eight nine i've got them right there up there at six uh they 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 won a big game on the road last week they also beat baylor on the road which was not an easy game they're going to Iowa State this week coming up. It's a big game. It's a big game. A lot of people had a lot of love for Iowa State, be included, who's yeah. sitting right next to me. So um, going to be interesting for the uh, Oklahoma State team coming up. Um, after them, I've got, I've got Michigan. I like Michigan. They're undefeated. They're winning the games that they're supposed to win. Um, I don't think they're great. Like, see what I was saying? They haven't proven enough to me. We're going to find out very soon how good they are. I think they're better than Michigan State, though. So that's why I have them ahead of them. Yeah, obviously. You do. So yeah, okay. After them, I've got Oregon. Um, as we said before, Oregon's still a good football team. They deserve to be in the top 10 right now. Um, tough game against UCLA coming up. Okay. After them, I've got Iowa. Iowa was number two. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, they, they deserve. I mean, I have them at, what, nine right now? They still deserve to be right around there. They they're still a good football team. They have a really good defense. I still think they're kind of like in that, you know, eight to fourteen range as a college football team. You yeah. know, and they were just number two. So give them a little bit of love. After them, um, I have Michigan State rounding it out. Obviously, Michigan State. Um, they deserve to be right there. They're undefeated. They've won the games they needed to win. Again, all of this is going to be shook up this week and the week after. So again, it's not it's not too far off. I think the rankings have it pretty similar to what I have right now yeah, for the most part. Because I mean, I I think a lot of teams have shown who they are at this point. Whereas before, we were pretty confused. I'm still the jury is still out on Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. Though I think those are the three teams that we're still figuring out about, and even Ohio State because we know they're elite on offense. 
but have they have they fixed those holes on defense that Oregon exposed? They haven't played a good team since Oregon. The Big Ten is very exciting. Very. Like they're, it they're, is. They're, 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 playing, they're playing good defense. They're not as high-powered as normal, but they're all kind of right there because in a lot of ways, Penn State might be the most well-rounded team in, in that whole mix. Michigan might have the best defense. Ohio State definitely has the best offense. And then Michigan State's just kind of good. You know, they've yeah. got... 20 transfers that have came in, and we don't know who, what, where, when, and why. They might have the best running back college football. And they might have the Heisman favorite right now. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the top 10 right now. Um, obviously, like I said, pretty similar. We're going to see a lot of shakeups coming on this next week. All right, so let's get into college football week eight games. Um, we don't got to spend a ton of time breaking these down. Um, first game, we kind of just mentioned it. Number eight, Oklahoma at Iowa State. Iowa State's favored by seven points. Sketchy line. Who do you guys like in this game and why? Iowa State shakes up shakes oh up the top ten. <laughs> they ruin it all for Oak State. Anar- anarchy. Anarchy. I'm, I'm all on that. Oh my god. I'm all on anarchy. Iowa State this week. Holy I, anarchy. I just don't think that Oklahoma State can score if they get into a shootout. They they have a really good defense. I like Iowa State this week. Um Iowa State exposed themselves against Iowa to not play well against really good defenses. Oklahoma True. State has a really good defense. True. So I, I see this game being pretty low scoring. Oklahoma State wins. It's close, but Oklahoma State wins. Wow. All right. Number 10, Oregon tra- travels to L.A. to face their former coach, Chip Kelly. UCLA is favored by two and a half. Another sketchy line. I hate line. that. I hate that <laughs> so Another fucking sketchy much. line. What do you have? This is your game. I'll this let is, you break it down. This is your pack. Yeah. This is your everything. I love Oregon here. I love Oregon by double digits here. I, I like them because of the fact that Oregon doesn't play well in games they have to get up. They they have to force themselves to get up for. They're going to be up to give to Chip. They they they're going to be excited about this game. I think they've had this one circles for a while. If Oregon is as good as I think they are, they go in to take care of business. I like Oregon here. Anarchy. Pack's done after this week. <laughs> There's so many things that aren't going to happen because of this week. Right. Uh, Oak State, Oklahoma showdown, that means nothing. And Oregon making the playoffs. It's all gone this week. Everything. Everything. Anarchy. They need a 12 That is the theme of this season. I'm not surprised that I'm calling it. UCLA That's wins. Fair. I'm going to be honest. I know you guys are – CY is basically saying he's denouncing college football after this season. Yeah. But this is an amazing college football season. Hey, it could like I, I be, could on, be, be think, honest with yourself. I could be hooked forever after the season. Don't this is incredible. It could go either way. Like this is an incredible it's, college. It's the nuts. games we have had. We were watching Bama lose to an unranked Texas A&M team at fucking one a.m. at a bar. It, it's the most dialed in I've been on college football, and it's the craziest. It's it's. If Cody gets a Cincinnati Oregon playoff game, he'll lose his fucking. I'll mind. just be happy. And you I'll know, happy. and you know what else is just fantastic about full this season? rager the whole time. The fact that the the narrative behind college football for the last couple of years is, oh, it's the same bullshit. It's Bama or fucking Clemson every year. Not this year. They have a chance to change that. Oh, you know, yeah. But, but here's, they but, can make it the whole – they can make it the same shit. I mean, I'm they, not going to I'm not gonna get into it, but – They get, can make it the same yeah, old, same old. They really old. could. I'm not going to get into it, That's, but – It's interesting. It could, it could go either way. But I think we're forgetting that two years ago, LSU and Joe Burrow shocked the world. And that, if anyone predicted that, you're off your fucking rocker. No. Yeah, yeah they did. Like, college football is not the same every year. I'm so, just, I love how K. Morgs dropped two Joe Burrow references today. He loves Joe Burrow. Keep, loves. keep it in your pants. All right. 
Um, Oregon, UCLA, UCLA minus two. Um, I, I'm be honest. If UCLA was the dog in this, I would have loved UCLA. Yeah. But now that they're favorite, I hate it. Now I want it's Oregon. Fair. I want all of the Oregon in that game now. All right. Big game in South Bend. USC travels to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's favored by seven points. It's the first time SC's been a dog all year. Seriously? First time all year they've been a dog. Jesus. Who do you like and why? Notre Dame by 50. I'll never bet SC again. Yeah. I won't bet it, but the game's going to come down to SC can score, but they can't stop anyone. If Notre Dame can run Notre the ball. Notre Dame's defense then, is good, though. Notre Dame has figured out their defense. Yeah, I think I think I like Notre Dame here. I do. I think the sevens going to be right on the number. I think it's going to be really close. I'll stay away from it for me. Do it. All right. We have a huge game in the ACC. Trap game. Clemson at Pitt. Pitt's favored by three. Pitt's a very good program. Trap game. Clemson, not very good. Not very good. They'd never cover either. Who do you guys like in this game? Pitt's favored by three. Clemson. <laughs> B just taking every dog possible. No, I took Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm gonna take Clemson because they're gonna they're gonna be really really up for this game. I they wanna show that there's still some dog left in that fight and they're gonna beat Pitt up. They're gonna beat him up. Uh, I, beat him up. I disagree. I, I like Pitt here by a lot. No. Um, by a lot? No. I was almost like convinced like they're gonna crush them. Now I'm just confident that they're going to beat the shit out of them. Clemson can't move the football. Clemson's offense is terrible. Syracuse pushed them to the limits. And I know Syracuse is not as bad as they have been in the past. But Pitt is a really good football team. And Pitt smells blood in the water in the ACC. They have a chance to go get this shit. They're going to go get it. And Anarchy. it starts with beating Clemson. Anarchy. Pitt. Wow. I'll take Clemson just for the anarchy of it. Fuck it. Wow. Clemson's just going to maintain their dominance and probably win the ACC again. I fucking hate that. Man, uh, but if NC State, NC State wins out, they're on top of that division, so NC State would still do it, though. All right, time for best bets. Start with Kay Morg. Where do you want me to start? Hey, what do you got? I'll All let right. you know if I think it's a best bet. All right, best bets. I got a few. Actually, more than a few. I like Wake Forest minus three against Army. Army's good. They can really good passing offense. But Wake Forest is a really good football team. Did you team. say Army has a good passing offense? Yeah. What? Army's good. They're, they're doing well. Are they, yeah. They're not throwing the ball. They don't throw the ball. They don't throw the ball at all. Oh, I thought they – or maybe it was run offense I was looking at. Run offense, dude. Come on. They, they score a lot of points. They're, dude, they, they run the wing T, dude. Triple option. Oh. <laughs> Army's a decent team, but I like Wake Forest here. Okay. Wake Forest. Wake Forest has not been playing very well lately. But they, they win games. Okay. They're only three-point favorites. Okay. Give me Wake. Um, Virginia Tech, minus three at home against Syracuse. Virginia Tech's good at home. They lose to some good teams, but I don't think Syracuse travels well. Virginia Tech plays better at home. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's kind of back on the hot seat. Fuente? He he won he beat North Carolina, but that win does not look very good now. Like that's yeah, and that's, that's his true. big win, and he was on the hot seat going into the season. It's not looking good over there. They like, started out really well. I'm yeah. I'm on Iowa State, so I'm going to take the over in that game, over 47. Uh, it's a low number. I I do think that both teams put up points um, to some extent. I like over 47 Iowa State versus Oklahoma State. Oh my dude, I'm looking at. 78% of people think Iowa State's going to win that game. Wow. I, I don't. 
Oklahoma State's undefeated. They just beat I Texas know. and they beat Baylor. Their luck's running out. What is happening? Give I'm me, actually really shocked by that number. Give me Oklahoma State. Especially after State. that ba- Baylor win. Give me Oklahoma State plus, what is it, seven? Yeah. Seven. Give me that. And ba- um, Baylor went and just beat BYU. Yeah. Give, give me Oregon, two and a half, but I'll take the money line there at UCLA. Um, dogs. Yeah, take the money line. Take the money line there. Uh, Mississippi State minus 21 against Vandy. Vandy gave it all they could last week. They almost had South Carolina beat last second. South Carolina scored to beat them. Vandy's toast. Mississippi State's not that bad. They can cover this game. Boston College plus six and a half um, at Louisville. Their defense is going to shut down Louisville, and they're going to score enough even with the backup quarterback to beat Louisville. Boston College just got beat up by NC State bad. Bad. Uh, Give me Boston College bounce back. Um, I like over 58 in Houston versus East Carolina. Both these teams can put up points quite a bit. East Carolina has been an over team for me all year. Um, Give me the over in that Houston-East Carolina game. Those American Conference games just fly (laughs) over. Um, Ohio State minus 19 against Indiana, or at Indiana, sorry. Um, I think they go in there and they they take care of business. They win by three touchdowns easily. Uh, Texas A&M minus 21 against South Carolina. Texas A&M is finding their groove. They can score on offense now. South Carolina is a fucking dumpster fire. Um, And lastly, I like NC State. Minus three and a half at Miami. Barry is grave. Diaz is fucking toast. If they lose that game, he'll be two and five this year with oh a good God. Miami roster, dude. Toast. Yeah, I like NC State there too. I like TCU minus four and a half against West Virginia. This TCU team is pretty I, I good. I can't figure out the Big 12, and I can't figure out TCU. I'm on the wrong side of them. I just stayed away, so... If you have yeah, a better and I, feel... And you know what's funny? And West Virginia is a good football team, but I like Max Duggan at... Uh, at TCU, I like their quarterback, and they're going to get their running back back, Zach Evans, who was hurt last week. Um, Temple at South Florida. Temple plus two and a half. I like that. I think South Florida sucks. Um, there was one more that I was looking at that I really, really like. Oh, Ole Miss minus nine at home against LSU. Come on. How do they respond? Give to me the, free money. The, the Eddie O. He doesn't matter. He's done. Right. Ole Miss is playing with their head on fire. Lane Kiffin, whoever's going to play quarterback, they're going to put up points. All right, well, that's our college football talk. We went fucking long in college football. Um, we had a lot of information to break down and get into. So college football week eight preview with a recap of week seven. And six. And six. Mm-hmm. Anarchy? Anarchy. Here we go, anarchy. All right, that is our college football talk. Obviously a ton of information. Um, we didn't do it at the beginning of the episode, but Golden Road drink of the day. We are actually drinking Golden Road, the Wolf Pub session IPAs. Shout out Golden Road. Thank you for... Continue to provide for us. I love free beer. Love it. All right. NFL. It's been two weeks since we've done NFL. We took one week off the competition. We were back at it last week, um, which is fair, which is fair because there's 17 weeks now. So we had to take a, we got to take one week off. So we'd be 16 like last year. I guess. So it all equals. Why does that matter? Well, I would have been, I mean, fi- been 5 and 0 last week. No, of course you would have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into week six, the competition and the storylines. First, the scores. We'll start with B. B had three points total. Uh, get him to 21. He had the lock as a Packers upset as a Seahawks. Almost happened. Yeah, almost yeah. happened. Um, myself, I had six points totaling to 35. I had the lock as the Chiefs. Bullshit. Upset the Titans. Still perfect on upsets. It's we insane. K. Moore. With five points, totaling to 24. He had the lock as the Chiefs, same as me, and the same as the Titans. We were same there. Uh, Mac 
he had seven points, led the way, totaling 26. He had the lock as a Rams and his upset as You, you all just had Titans. to get that on Monday night, right? We in my all face. got it. Right all of you. I, I didn't even know we all had that. That was sick to my stomach. B, you got some work to do. I, hey. ma- I made a little comeback on, you got on K. Leads. Morgan Mac, and then. You're not that far behind. You hit a few upsets. It's still early. It is still early. We we said this last year. All right, let's get into the storylines from the week and recap of some games. Vikings edge out the Panthers in OT. This was a great game. I actually watched. At one point, this was the only game on. I watched a lot of this game. Yeah, this was the only game on. Um, the Panthers are obviously hurting without CMC, which any any team would. You know, There's no question about it. Um, I think Darnold's starting to get exposed. And I think Rule has already kind of came out and kind of said that, that he needs to be better in the passing game. He actually ran the ball pretty well in this. I'm sorry. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore dropped so many balls for Sam Darnold. They did drop a lot of balls. You can't disrespect Sam Darnold in that game. I watched a lot of that game. He had some big fucking nuts with some of those throws downfield. His receivers did not help him at all. And their defense isn't as playing as well as they did early, and that's based on some injuries. They have a lot of injuries there. Um, yeah, first couple weeks they're getting to the quarterback. A lot of sacks led the NFL in sacks. Slowed down a lot, yeah. Which is getting more possessions, more first downs for the other team. They're better than the Broncos. Agreed. I think right now they are. I I, I, I agree with that. At the end of the year, I mean, Teddy's fucking a dumpster fire right now. He's so awful, and they're 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 battling some injuries. I mean, I the Broncos they have a whole another mess and. But I think the Panthers are kind of a mess right now too. I mean, I don't think they're 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 competing in games and they could have won this they game. I agree. A, they lost to a good Vikings team. They did. They Vikings did. are good. Let's yes. talk about the Vikings okay. for a second. They're one of the most interesting and hard to predict teams to me in the NFL right now because you don't know what you're going to get out of them. You're going to get the team that against the Browns couldn't put up any points, and the offense looked terrible. And then you have this game where Kirk Cousins balls out. He has a great game. What do you guys got on the Vikings up to this point? This is a big win. I think the Vikings are very, very close to being 5-1. and one. They are. Yeah, that's a good, good point. I, I think they're a good football team. I think we're underselling them a little bit. And, uh, I mean, even if Dalvin missed a game, they still put massive points up because their receivers on the outside get open. Kirk Cousins is playing good football. The O-line's holding up. They're doing that, fine. That's what we thought would be one of their weak points going in, into the yeah, season. In corner. Yeah. And, you know, they they really should be 5-1. and one. So, I'm impressed with the Vikings. That's coming from me. Vikings are good, and their defense looks better and better every week. Are you worried about the Panthers at all? Or are you okay with where they're at? I'm fine with where they're at. I mean, they've they've lost close football games to good teams. They lost the Cowboys, a close football game. They lost the Vikings, good football game. I'm not I'm not worried with what I've seen on the field. All right, so moving on, probably the biggest surprise of the week is the Chargers getting absolutely throttled by the Ravens. Big surprise. Um, I, we we all thought that would be a close Did game. Did we all have Chargers? I had Chargers. I had Chargers. I had Chargers. Mac had the Ravens. Okay, so, I mean, so three out of the four of us had Chargers winning that game. Chargers looked look great, and then the Ravens just beat the dog shit out of them. I mean, wow. I think everyone gets one. Everyone gets a clunker. Yeah. You know, at, you know Packers had theirs week one. Mm-hmm. Had a clunker. I think this was the Chargers clunker. They had a bye week this week. They're kind of looking forward to it. Um, they just didn't show up. They had some, I think, five defensive starters out. They couldn't stop the run. If you can't stop the run against the Ravens, it's a wrap. Um, Herbert didn't play great in this game. 
just a clunker. They just had a bad game. I don't think it changes my perception or my mind against about the Chargers whatsoever. I think they're still a very good football team. I just think this was their clunk game, and they move on from it. You forget about it, and then that's it. Yeah, no, they definitely laid an egg, but I'm more impressed with how the Ravens came out and played football. They played really tough football. They've been getting scored on and then doing their scoring. They've they've had some 30-point uh, wins with the Chiefs and Raiders. They they put up another 30, but they hold the Chargers, you know, offense who we thought six is points. pretty elite. That's to, wild. To this, up to this point in the season, to six. So they, they looked great. The Ravens, I think, are in talks of being one of the best teams in football right now. Kay Morg, does this say more about the Ravens or the Chargers in this past game? Damn, that's a great question. I want I want to believe that it says more about the Ravens. But like I can't say that I think the Ravens are that good because they lost they have so many injuries they where I'm like of, seventeen guys on IR, they're they're yeah. left tackle on IR today. Staley? Yeah. Oh my god. So like there's another one and they already lost Peters and Dobbins, like Yeah. Fuck, imagine this this team if everyone was healthy. Bateman right. hasn't played. Bateman's been oh, hurt. He played on Sunday. Oh, he did. Game. Okay. Yeah. First game back, you know? Like, I mean, holy shit. I, I don't know what to make of that game. I think I'm with CY where I just think it was kind of an anomaly for both teams to where I, I don't think the Ravens are that good, and I don't I, think the Chargers are that bad. I don't know. It's fair, but I think the Ravens are that good. I'm, I'm starting to think that. But – because I'm, I'm, which is going to lead into this week's games, and we're going to get real deep into it. They squeaked out football games. They have squeaked, and but they squeaked out two Raiders and Chiefs who like that have been Colts playing good game, football. The Colts game, the Lions Colts are, are playing good better football. football. Yeah, like, Lions game. Lions Fair. are good, <laughs> but so they get the sixty-six yards. So they go and squeak out four wins, where you're like, I don't know what to make of this team. Then beat the shit yeah. out of the Chargers. You're like. Fair. They're impressive, and they're doing it with backups. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. It, it's not an accident that they beat the Chargers the way they did. Yeah, that's what I'll okay. say. Okay, fair enough. I I mean, I don't know. I, I think the Chargers are a better team than that. I don't think they showed up. But all in all, you got to give credit to the Ravens for taking care of business in that game. And can't kind of take away with what they did, though. No, like, uh, they, they really did can. what they – they followed their game plan. They ran to a T, and they did really well. Um, <laughs> moving on. Fucking Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Fucking Rodgers. Not – I love Aaron Rodgers. He's the GOAT. And we saw him in person. And he's so fucking good. And Devontae Adams is so good. And Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite players that I've ever watched play. Why, why does he have to do this to Bears, the Bears fans? Like, they, the des- Bears, they deserve it. He's a dickhead. He, it's, it's, he's a dickhead. dickhead. Like, Just also, Bears fans deserve it. I mean, do they, though? Like, yeah. you've been the shit out of him for a decade. Look, he said it. He looked up and saw a I lot, think, of, a lot of birds. I think that was that's his, everywhere. That was his final goodbye to them. It, it, wow, it, it, that was it, his goodbye to them. That Come was his on. Last, last time playing in Soldier Field. You think? I think it's a high call. Point. It uh, maybe not because call it now. On Whoever, the Packers, as a Packer, yeah. The the Niners will play them next year. Oh. Relax. <laughs> um, no, I, I'll defend it to my grave that he's not going to leave. But it felt like a goodbye. <laughs> it did. I mean, it, it, no, like a scary. It hasn't felt like that all season. This felt like a goodbye. Yeah, like why else would he say that? I mean, they're flipping them off, but I fucking own you. I still, I'll, own I'll you. always, I'll own always you. own you. He has. I mean, he's Jeez dominant. Louise. Absolutely, twenty-two and five. I know, but why? The but they know that. 
Everyone knows that. Why do you have to tell them that? Like, why do you have to rub it? Like, that is a deep rival. Think of you know Bengals Steelers, but more respected. You know what really? That, <laughs> you know what that is? Is like a UFC knockout where the guy punches him and he knows he's fucking out cold hits the ground, and then he just goes up for another punch. Are you talking like, about Dan Henderson? Like, there's Der- no Derek Lewis does that like, all the time. Like, there's no need for it. I still love him. It's yeah, you got to finish the guy. You I gotta, love Aaron Rodgers. You got to finish it. You know it's look. Done. You Yankee, know it's done. Yankees, Red Sox, Packers, Bears. This is deep. This is deep, and Aaron Rodgers has what's, beat the shit out of what's them. What's understood does not need to be said. He said yeah. it. Well, he fucking said it. It was a good game, though. Also, don't make fun of the championship belt. Can we talk, stop doing that? Can we talk about the every game? time you do that? That is such a mistake. Can we talk about the game? Yeah, let's talk about the game. Close. Not much to say. Uh, very close. I wasn't really worried. Mm, first half. Yeah. Uh, close game. Only a ten point win. Ju- yeah. No, the defense played great. They got to the quarterback. They they sacked Aaron Rodgers I think, five six times. They have a good front. They have a good front. Um, Eddie Jackson actually played well. I know Danny's gonna hate me saying that out loud. I, I thought he, he played good. He could tackle. Eddie Jackson could um, tackle. We just did things that we always do. Matt LaFleur knows how to beat a team when things aren't working. And he's a great coach. I love Matt LaFleur. And people are just going to give Aaron Rodgers all the credit. But Matt LaFleur beat the Bears on Sunday. We'll see how good LaFleur is with Jordan Love and Almanron or uh, fucking St. Brown, the other one, the other fucking one. Quinemius Yeah. What does he have to do with this? Quinemius will be on our roster next year. Because he's not going to have Adams. Oh, Oh my God. We have fucking. Okay, MVS is a free agent. Alan Lazar is a free agent. We have Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers. Amari. Amari. We saw his dad in Cincinnati. Fun fact. We saw his parents hanging out. Yeah, hanging out with T. Higgins' family. Hey, Keith. Fun fact. That was super sick. Also, T. Higgins' dad was doing the DJ at the tailgate that we were at. Yeah. The worst fucking DJ I've ever heard in my life. All time. I wasn't going to say it. How terrible was he as a DJ? T. Higgins' dad needs to fucking put the turntables down for I hope he listens to this podcast. (laughs) He does. He for sure listens. (laughs) He does. It was bad. All right. Danny, last time you get Roger and Soldier Field, so enjoy Justin Fields for a decade. All right. So Packers still own the Bears. All right, moving on. Urban Meyer, from the week that was terrible, bounces back to John Gruden taking the taking the blame for everything, getting the the pub off Urban, goes into London. T-Law gets his first win against the Dolphins and against Tua. What do you think of the game? Here's what I think. Anytime you get T-Law in primetime game where it's the only game to watch, he's really impressive. He was good against the Bengals in yeah. that loss. And he goes and beats Miami. He was pretty good in that game. But let's give credit where credit's due. James Robinson is back. They're giving him the ball like He's a underrated work. as fuck. Like, but they weren't giving him the ball a ton. Now they're giving him workhorse numbers. They ran the ball well. But look, Trevor Lawrence is good. Urmeyer sucks. We That's the same storyline. Let's get into the Dolphins. They're a fucking dumpster fire. They're a dumpster fire. I was impressed with this 10-win Dolphin team last year, switching quarterbacks in the fourth quarter, doing whatever, because it didn't matter because their special teams was good, wide receivers on the outside were good, defense was great. They're fucking bad in every aspect of football right now. Okay, Morgan, who's more disappointing, the Dolphins or the Washington football team? The Dolphins, in my opinion. Uh, The Washington football team, I did not. I wasn't as high on as you guys were, but the Dolphins – I mean, both were a playoff team. 
actually last in, year. Yeah. In bolds, it. I think a lot of people picked the Dolphins to make the playoffs as I a did. wild card. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had you, them. You guys had the Reds. I had the. Excuse me. Whoa. The Washington football team to win the division. I did have them to win the so division. So you yeah. probably think it's the Washington football team. I, I actually. No, I don't because they don't have a quarterback. I mean, Fitzmagic went down, so I think that changed everything. Their defense is very disappointing. But the Dolphins are a fucking dumpster fire. Is it Tua? Yeah. Well, he has he hasn't played until this game, so it's kind of tough. They have to no real running back. They have no they have no running game. No, no running, running game. game period. And their defense is not creating the turnovers like they were last year. Mm-hmm. Which like if you give Tor, uh, Tua a short field, and you have you know Waddle, Fuller, and Waddle's their only bright spot. Yeah, two touchdowns in this game. He's good. Targeted a ton. Yeah, a ton of targets. Um, this they're not playing good football. And they're bad. You lose the Jags, you're bad. Kimor, what do you got on the Jags winning the first game? Are you is there upside there or is it more about the Dolphins how bad they are? No, I mean the playoff run has started. <laughs> oh my god. The run has started. What else what else can there be said? Urban Meyer didn't even look happy after the win. He wanted to lose and get fired and yeah, stay in London to. and poke ass. He looked at that ref a little poke some ass. Poke some he ass. was looking at that ref. She's blondie. I know. Thought it looked like the girl at the bar. Kind of. Jags are ready. Good, good comp. The Jags are on Jags the Jags are ready. They're, they're trending up. Don't don't at me when this happens. All right. The Cardinals go into Cleveland and beat the absolute. Are they the best team in football? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. How can you say they're not at this point? That's what um, I'm saying. They're beating the fuck out of teams. Everyone. Everyone. Yes. I mean, we talked off air. Yeah, we did. Yes. I'm going to say yes, but. Two weeks, Green Bay comes into town. That's a real I test. Like, and that I like, will be a huge yeah. test. In Glendale, Arizona? Yes. You don't want Rodgers in a dome. We should go to that game. I'm, That'd be fucking insane. I'm already going? Are you really? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking sweet. Yeah. You guys want to drive up with me? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to be in Notre Dame. Ah, oh, shit. No, let's go. You want to go? Yeah, that's we'll sweet. Go. But anyway, uh, back to the Cardinals. Yeah, you can't not say they're the best team in the football. I mean, shit. I mean, they they blew out the Browns, and they didn't score a point in the second half. And one of those touchdowns was a Hail Mary. And they didn't have their coach. They had no play caller. They had their offense coordinator and Cliff were out with COVID. They are elite on multiple levels. Yeah, B said it earlier. It's probably the fastest linebacking core I've seen in football. Their defense is Simmons and Collins is insane. Yeah. Insane. They're they're fucking good. Adding JJ, who looks young, rejuvenated. JJ looks good, too. Chandler Jones, obviously, is an animal. Here's my beats pro- the one on one. Here's my problem with the Cardinals, and it's actually my exact same problem with the Bills. We'll talk about later. When it starts getting to it, those teams don't have great running games, and you're going to need a great running game in December. Cardinals ran run the ball better than the Bills, though. I'll James Conner and then Kyler Murray himself. Conner sucks. Chase Edmonds had like Edmonds a 50 is, yard run. Edmonds like. is the guy. If you want to say but Edmonds, the, but they could go and grind. Edmonds is like Singletary, though. They're kind of the same guy to me. Like, eh. those guys, that's why I worry about If they get into a bad weather game in December, yeah. in the freezing cold, I'm Tyler worried. Murray can't put it up 50 times. And he I'm, can't run 20 times. I'm worried about, yeah. and same with Josh Allen. Exact same. You can change the name. That's fair. Uh, that's what my biggest concern. But other than that, they play at home, which they might, throughout the playoffs, they keep doing this. Fucking watch out. They have elite talent. Elite. Receiving core is elite. Insane. Defense, and, elite. And, of course, Hopkins is guarded. 
Kurtz guard it. Rondell Moore's guard it. Throw it to AJ one on one. Still's got it. Or just run it. Or just run it. Kyler just run yeah, it. Yeah, he's fast as hell. But let's. But he's about always looking downfield. That's what is different from yes. last year to this year. Kyler Murray's eyes are still downfield when he's running, and he's avoiding sacks. He's getting the ball downfield. He's impressive. Let's talk about the other side. Is it time to be concerned about the Browns? Absolutely. Your injury problem just went from okay, we'll be okay, like we can play Hunt this week to you're fucked. And JOK, their linebackers out. He, which guy from Notre Dame been playing brilliant? Baker's got a banged up shoulder. Chubb, Chubb was out, so you're like, okay, work, he's out this week. You're too. like workhorse Hunt, no problem. Hunt's a number one running back somewhere in the NFL. You know, gets hurt, goes on IR. Odell looks semi healthy, but he's not fully back. And then Landry's on IR too. La- Landry will be back next week, but was it? I mean. This team was built around a strong defense of pass, uh, pass rush and a running game, and that's how they're winning. They don't have those two things going into a, a quick week Thursday night football against a tough team. And the Eagles play tough. The Broncos. Oh, the Broncos. they play Broncos. They Sorry, the Broncos. Okay, Morgan, what do you what do you got on the Browns? What's your thoughts on them so far? Dan Orlovsky said it best. Said they're a three and three team with a six and zero roster. I heard that too. They should be really good, and they're not. Injuries, you, injuries have a huge factor. No, they do. Are you concerned about them going forward? You have to be. Yeah. I, yeah. Because I, I the way they win, they're well, all out. The way the rest of their division is playing, yes. Because they're going to have to play their division. And fucking Ravens, Bengals, and Steelers are all playing better than they are. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested to see I mean, how the they Steelers aren't playing better than them, but they the, beat the Geno Steelers, Smith. The Steelers are winning defense, games, though. Yeah, they beat Geno Smith. Thank you, TJ Watt. All right, moving on. They one, have him. One guy, though. They have him. Raiders bounce back. And, you know, before we talk about that game a little bit, they, they look great. we got to talk about the Gruden shit. You know, he gets fired. You know, is this team better for it? I mean, they kind of looked it in this game. It was kind of a wild scenario. He gets fired. I mean, we came out, what, like two days before that? He gets fired in two days. Craziness. He resigned. <laughs> he resigned. Mark Davis was never going to fire him. That's they, they forced him to resign. No, they talked about it and said, hey, I got you, big dog. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not going to get into that story because that's all over the Internet. You can read it for yourself. What I will get into is your question, and the Raiders are better for it. Wow. I was a little confused on their interim um, coach call. I thought Gus Bradley would have been just a fill-in. Yeah. Good to go. Special teams guy comes in and knows how to use Kenyon Drake, knows how to use Henry Ruggs. Derek Carr's throwing downfield. I love it. And their right guard, I don't, I don't, or right tackle, I don't even know his name. He's so underrated. He's playing great. Raiders are a good football team. They're they're a decent team. Max I mean, Crosby's getting after the quarterback. He's having a good they year. They beat Teddy up. They beat Teddy up. Let's pump the brakes on the Raiders. They're good. They're not. I don't think they're going anywhere, but they're they're fine. They're better for it though with Gruden out. Uh, answer your question. I think it's to be determined. Don't sleep on the Raiders. Kevin Closet Raider fan. <laughs> he is, but I also said it. Broncos are frauds. One thousand percent frauds. <laughs> Super frauds. Their three wins are Jags, Jets, and Giants. They can fucking win Knock this it week. Off. Knock Super it off. Fraud. They can fucking go into Cleveland and beat their ass. You want to so bad. So bad. <laughs> that helps me on so many levels. All right, 
Cowboys. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Cowboys. My other team. The, Your <laughs> other Cowboys, other Panthers, Raiders. Fucking when does it end? Niners last. Yeah. <laughs> the Cowboys, uh, they get past the Patriots in a wild game. Absolute crazy back and forth at the end. That shit was nuts. Cowboys score an OT, CD Lamb touchdown. Dude. Um, Absolute dude. I think we're all in agreement that the Cowboys are fucking real. Like, no one's going to argue that the Cowboys are not a real team. I think the question becomes is how, how real? real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, same page. I'm going to reference last year is Dak. Dak was on pace before his ankle injury for six 6K, right? But they gave up like 35 points a game, 38 points a game, not getting sacks and not getting picks. They now lead the NFL in interceptions. Yeah. And they're still the same old offense with elite uh, elite talent. Zeke, CD, Amari, you name Zeke's it. Zeke's playing better. And too. when Michael Gallup comes back, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's stupid. Schultz is playing unreal. He's playing like a top and, five tight end. And Jar- Jarwin goes in there, can block downfield, and also catch touchdowns. This offense is crazy elite. They get the, they get the turnovers they down, need. Yeah. They're going to keep winning. I mean, it's going to be Mike McCarthy that holds them back. Let's be honest. He's done bonehead things in almost every close game they've been in. True. That's almost cost him the game. He's going to fuck up at some point to cost them a game. He's tried to do it twice. Yeah. And this game, yes, you want to say punt, go for it. That's always going to be a question, and that's a little rough on him. But his time management's terrible. His play calling's not great. Dak's just that good. Well, he's not play calling. It's Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Oh, Kellen Moore can call, call a game. But it's McCarthy's decision-making. And I, I think the Cowboys are actually a really, really good team. McCarthy needs to be elite for them to be better than the Rams. Can they beat the, the, Ca- can they beat the Cardinals? Yes. Okay. I think so. That's wow. a tough that's a tough I don't game. think they beat the Rams or the Bucks in the playoffs, though. But they can beat the Cardinals. I think they can beat the Cardinals. They definitely can't beat the Packers. Aaron Rodgers owns Dallas. I think Aaron Rodgers. He's owns everybody. Dallas. No, he like he owns Dallas. He has one Super Bowl win in Dallas. Just don't send Aaron Rodgers to fucking Seattle. In the playoffs. Come on, bro. Or, I mean, we gotta get you back to reality. Yeah, but let's go into AT and T. Fucking wrecks that place. All right. Big nuts play of the week. Who is your big nuts player of the week? You want me to start it? Urban Meyer. Oh. First NFL win in London. It's kind of tight. That is. I'm not mad at it. Fucking big Trevor nuts. Trevor Lawrence. Swinging on some blonde. You know what? I'm not going to go there. Jesus. I love that. Jesus. B? Uh, I hate getting on this train. Just because. Can I guess? Lamar Jackson? No. Oh. Joey B. Oh. Mm. Joey B. Uh, goes on the road. Playing with a throat contusion. Oh, my God. Get over that. He's banged <laughs> up, dude. Darnell, <laughs> Darnell Savage. He's playing punch, injured, Darnell. Man. I don't know why we kept saying Savage. <laughs> like Darnell Savage punched him punch right in the throat, throat dude. In the fucking throat, dude. Fucking it's fucked up. Packer players. Look, Bullshit. Oh, a lot, of, a lot of people were like, man, Dan Campbell's Lions team is, they haven't won, but like, they're, due. they're good. They're due. They're due. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bengals just keep proving that they're way better than last year. Good for them. Joey B looked phenomenal, and he's gonna. He's. I got some opinions later. Big nuts. One thing Joey I'll, B. One thing I'll say about it. He ties Dan Marino's record for 
first quarterback to throw two at least two touchdowns in the first six games. But I thought he looked really bad in this game early on. Wait, what? He's the first quarterback to do what? Throw two touchdowns in each of the team's first six games. Really? Yeah, tie the record. Him, only him and Marino. It doesn't sound it. that impressive. I was gonna say it that doesn't, doesn't really. sound great. Um, but he did it, and it, you're telling me Mahomes has never done that. Apparently not. Two touchdowns in every six games. I guarantee yeah. he's done that this year. Uh, they, that's the record they've been saying. Yeah, you have that stat wrong. Um, he did not look good early in this game, but he figured it out. Good for you. I'm, I'm not going to talk about Savage being a fucking dirty throat puncher. <laughs> it Fuck. wasn't even Savage. but Straight to the hospital, Sav- broken too. Savage punched him He was right on the practice field the next day, though. He was grinding. That's, hey, that's, grinding. that's why you guys miss field goals. He was watching. Because we punched Burrow in the throat. Us or you? He was watching tape in the hospital bed. <laughs> we we got the last one. You missed more than we did, but you got the last one. We got the last one. All right, my big nuts is fucking King Henry. I mean, 20 carries, 143 yards, three tugs. Have you seen what he's on pace for right now? At least, I guess, 24K? Or 2,400? 2,200. Yeah. 2,200 and like 20-something touchdowns. Yeah. It's King Henry. He's unbelievable. Like I don't think we give the guy enough credit because we're just so used to him being dominant. He's unbelievable. He. What I'll say about him is he is incredibly durable, too. Yes. Like, he touches the ball 35 times a game minimum. And he just keeps doing it the next week, and the next week, and the next week. Fuck the mafia. <laughs> For, real. For real. I'm so mad. Let's talk about that. So those are our upsets last week. Three of us had – you had the Seahawks, which they're in a good game with uh, Pittsburgh, and they almost won that game. They, they almost losing. won. Shouldn't have won, but they almost won. They almost won. But then we all have the Titans. <sighs> what a game. Just are kick you, the field goal, go to overtime. That's the question. Do you agree with that play call? Fourth down and less than one. You know, you're right there. Touchdown wins the game for you. I, I was actually okay. I actually, with the really like what um, Lewis Reddick said. Is that Sean McDermott is turned this place around? He's building a culture, and he's like, let's let's go win. You're better than them, and they kind of were for most of the part. If you take out, you know, a big run and a in a fourth down stop, they win the game. He slipped. I think you, you, they were a slip away yeah. from him. But my my issue my issue with uh, Buffalo maybe not with Buffalo maybe impressive for Tennessee is Buffalo like went down and drove down the field almost every drive and just came up short they kicked a bunch of field goals so it didn't really work out. Okay, Morgan, any thoughts on the game? No, it was a good game. Um, there's an epidemic in football in general. With teams going for it on fourth down rather than taking yeah, points. Yeah, that's, the, that's um, the new analytics. I mean, I've said it multiple times with, I think the Bengals did it week one against the Vikings. I yeah. thought that was a terrible call. The Bears did it against the Rams week one. I, I see it all the time where I'm like, get your points in. Like on calls where it's like third and five or like fourth and five on your own like 45. And I'm like, guys, punt the football. Like, you, like I watched the Bears do it against Aaron Rodgers. That was really stupid. Yeah, it doesn't make when sense. When you could pin them. Your defense line's playing great. If you go and pin them, pin them, or just get the fucking points, yeah. like whatever the situation is, you know. And um, with that being said, I actually think the Bills made the right call by going for it on that one. But I'm seeing it all over football in both areas where I just I just don't understand the play calling. Josh Allen gets that QB sneak. I honestly think probably seven times out of ten. I don't know what the analytics say, but he's huge. I, almost, he's a I good know, QB but sneak I, like, why are we going low? 
Yeah. He's six six. He's huge. Yeah. Hike the ball, jump. Yeah. He he he, he massive. He helicopter jumped the, yeah. the play before that. He's a so. great athlete and six six. Just leap over the line. Yeah. He, I think that play call was fine. But I, with that being said, I'm happy I'm almost to better with five wide QB draw on a fourth and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm fine with that. You could be right there. All right. We all hit the upsets again. We all hit a locks though. So. No one's missed the lock. No one's missed the lock yet. Not yet. No, we missed some locks la- last time. I think Mac list missed one. Oh Maybe. no, you guys missed Titans over Jets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, both of you. Yeah. Tennessee would be a nice I'm drive. Fucking blowing you guys out in this competition. Max gonna drive Tennessee. Max in danger. I have thirty-five points. I'm catching up. All right. This week. Let's go. Let's move it to this week. Week five of competition. We got Thursday night game this week. Broncos at Browns. The Browns are banged up. I didn't think about this game at all. <laughs> you got. Well, you know what? Let's start with Mac because Mac's easy one to start with. He's going Broncos. He's taking the Broncos. That does not make it easier. You know who I'm taking. You're taking Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos. So terrible. we're on the Broncos. I just, I, I actually, I mean. Browns at home. Baker's banged up. Yes. No running backs. No running back. B? B, who you got? Um... I'm going to take the pass rush of Cleveland. I don't think Denver's any good. I, I, Baker, get the ball to Landry and Odell. Air it out and let Miles Garrett take this game over. I'm Browns. Down, I'm down with all that, Browns. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I, I think they need a bounce back. If they're as good as we say they are, they need a bounce back in this game. All right. Chiefs at Titans. This is a big game. This is a this. I feel like these teams play each other in the playoffs every single year. Um, K. Morgan said he would not pick against the Chiefs <laughs> again. Max taking the Titans. So I don't know if that helps you at all. K. Morgan, who do you got? Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. This, if honestly though, I mean, if I'm looking at the board, this is the most likely upset. Like this is the one that most of you, I'm assuming, will, will might take or might not. But I'm taking the Chiefs because fuck it. I'm going Titans. Shocker. I'm going Titans. I, I know I've been on the Titans all year. I, they started a GoFundMe page in Kansas City for Sorensen to buy out his contract. They need to because he's so he's bad. so fucking bad. The fans started a GoFundMe to buy him out because he's so bad. They just can't. I don't think they stop Henry. I like the Titans here. B? Three and three Chiefs. I'll never pick against them. I'm sticking to that. Chiefs. Good shit, B. I'm never sticking. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. No, no. That's fair. Good That's for fair. you guys, though. Sticking on your little Titans I will squad. say, I think Cody that. Loki loves them. He fucking loves them. That's my K. Morgan's Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> or Cowboys or Raiders <laughs> uh, Niners <laughs> alright what about uh, the over in that 56 oh fly. love that I love fucking over. love yeah. that love the over alright Bengals at the Ravens here's everyone's upset here's Whoa. what we got god damn it let's assume you know who I'm going who's Matt going Mac is going with the Ravens He's a smart man. I'm sorry, I should put you down for the Ravens? I don't know how dumb I am. I haven't decided. B? 
Stop. Joey B, baby. Oh, that's fucking roll. You what you you're sold on Joey B. Sold. He's Aaron Rodgers Jr. It's bold. I don't care. Give me the Bengals. Uh, oh my god. Give me the fucking Bengals. Oh my god. What, so like, what is this reaction? Like I never fucking picked the Bengals. You hate the Bengals. You kinda like the this Ravens. narrative is bullshit that I hate the fucking Bengals. Because I speak the truth. I hate the Bengals. You picked them though. Because I speak the fucking truth truth. I actually do think the Bengals match up decent. Not great, but they match up okay with them. We can stop the run. First solo. First solo. For Matt. Matt gets You know what I I honestly think about this game? I'll be honest. The Ravens are a good football team. The Bengals have been playing very well. There needs to be a team that can finally just like stop the Ravens fucking luck. A team that's playing well like and the Bengals are are going to be that. Look, if you want to get into it, I can get on said, top of them early yeah, too. Hey, if you want to get into it, I said it early. Their corners are head and heels above this wide receiver core, mm-hmm. and Logan Wilson is a dog. He's a dog. <laughs> he's he's a Luke Keekley Brian Urlacher hybrid. See, that's <laughs> the problem. I, I <laughs> think Cody. He, I think he's Urlacher. B. Raymond thinks he's Keekly. The jury's still out. He's one or the other. In reality, he's Reuben Foster. <laughs> in, no, no, he's going to be no fucking chick. He's but, a faster Blake no, Martinez. No, I really do think that. It's not bad. It's, it's not bad. This game matches up well. I mean, if you. Best safety duo in the league? Not from you. You. Mm. <laughs> not from you. You're not allowed. It's got to be up there. It's good. Um, off the top of my head, maybe Von Bell, Je- Jesse Bates have been yeah, playing they're, they're unbelievable. Good. They're really good. Um, you, you know who's been a difference maker is who I think is going to be very key in this game. Yeah, we've been using a lot of three safety sets with Ricardo Allen, and Ricardo Allen's been very good. Is he a cowboy uh, or Falcon? Falcon. Yes, Falcon. X Falcon. Yeah, and he's been really good because we use a three safety set with those two of the top and Vel- Von Bell in the box stopping the run. So I think you're going to see a lot of that and a lot of Ricardo Ohio Allen, State. a lot of Ricardo Ooh. Allen on Mark Andrews. So I think that's the matchup that they want. And yeah. They, and our linebackers, for the most part, are pretty fast. We're good at stopping the run. We can stop the inside run. If we stop the inside run and make Don't Lamar, let Lamar Jackson shit, get out of the fucking you can't pocket though. You can't. He's going to have his. He's going to get his. It's going to be a fucking war. I don't think they stop our receivers. But no. he, here's the thing that scares me though is. We said this last year about the Bengals covering against the Ravens. Remember, I mean, they definitely took it to you guys last year. Kicked the shit out of us in Baltimore. Yeah. We, we were in Vegas watching that yeah. game. We, but it was like 13 points, Bengals. We were like, oh, Bengals playing well. And then Lamar Jackson just fucking ran wild. You want to know what's really weird about the Zach, T- Zach Taylor era is the Marvin Lewis era, we always played Baltimore well at home and away. Now you play the Steelers. We, always, we always dominated them, and the yeah. Steelers always kicked the shit out of us. Yeah. Like Steelers won like so many games in a row, and it's kind of flipped so far with Zach Taylor, where we handle the Steelers, and the Ravens have kind of had our number. How many times do you see AJ Green just torching the Ravens? Like it happened all the time under Marvin Lewis, and now it's a little bit different. So this is a big game. I mean, we're one and only division. The Bills win this game; they're first place in the fucking AFC. Hey. Is, we have like, come on. Chase, that's stupid to think that we could be hey, first place. Chase over Humphrey happens one time this game, deep for a tug. I want to get. I'll prop. Guys. I'll prop bet it. I want to get your guys' opinion on Chase. Like, obviously, I love him. Obviously, I, I mean, think he's legit. 
How good is he, though? I've given this opinion more than once. I said it in a draft that he was with Trevor Lawrence generational talent, that he's the best player in the draft. No, come on. I said that. Trevor Lawrence. Several times. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. I said that several times, I know you're saying that, but... But he's going in the NFL. Given the choice, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. Like, come on. He's going in the NFL and beating the number... He's getting the number one corners and beating them. It's not disrespectful to Jamar Chase, but, you know... No, I mean... Jamar Chase is the best rookie receiver this year. I like that he wins the one-on-one matchup over the top. Like, we've seen that numerous times. Jamar now. Chase already, in my opinion, is a top 14 wide receiver in the NFL. Could be higher than that if you really want to get into it. I'll give some old old guys K-more, more credit. K-more is one beef with Chase is need more emotion out of him. Need more, way more emotion. No, I love that. He's way too neutral. <laughs> he is very neutral. He's way too neutral. He's very but neutral. he blocked the fuck out of that player for the fucking Lions last week. That fired me up personally. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't fired up about it. I need him. He's to elite. Find he doesn't el- need to be. I, I need I need emotion. Elite. He, like everyone in the crowd is like they're like Jamar Chase, you know, receiver, and he just jogs out. Yeah, there. he's just just jogging out there, little like twisties coming out of his fucking do rag, whatever. Or his cap, and then the twisties are tied. J- Burrow, same thing. I got Uzama flexing, Boyd getting fired up, Mixon getting berserk. Mas- big, Mixon got big. Mixon's pretty jacked. I don't think he's yeah, that and, big. In yeah, in real life, Joe he's, Mixon looks massive. Yeah, he's the Bengals MVP this year so far in my mind. Mixon, yeah. There's no shock there. He's been he's a dude, he's a great he's player, a dude. He's been elite. All right, moving on. Let's move on. Not enough emotion. Not enough emotion. Eagles at Raiders. Ooh, come on. Who do you guys got? Come on now. I got Raiders. Um, this are, is. I think we're all. Like, what are you gonna say? I'm sorry. This is one of those off. games where the where the Raiders have been really great. Jalen Hurts is going to struggle. Mm. This pass rush is really is really good. Yeah. So you're taking the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like we're all gonna be Raiders here. I guess my question is like, I don't know what the Eagles are. No, nothing. Like I, I literally. Yeah, they're, hard to, they're they're a tough team early. Like on. they'll beat the Panthers. They they'll play, compete with the Chiefs. They play tough. They'll lose to the Niners. Like, I, I, I don't know. They I don't played. Know. No, the they've they've I'm had a the tough Raiders. schedule. Eagles have had a tough yeah. schedule. And they, but they they've played tough. Yeah, and I'll they've go, played them tough. I'll go lone wolf. I'll take the Eagles. Why not? I yeah, it's not a bad pick. Course. It's not a bad pick. Honestly, if I'm, I'm going to take a risk. I mean, might as well do it now. Mm-hmm. All right, it's a big game right here. Colts at the Niners. What's Matt going? The, this is a very the, well. I mean, let's talk about this matchup for a second. Yeah, two teams that are semi underperforming for our expectations of them this year. Both have dealt with some injuries. This is a very interesting game because it's two good rosters that are dealing with some injuries and dealing with some internal stuff. Max taking the Colts. B, who do you got? I don't blame him. Um. One well, of these, I know, I, I, we, we know Cam works big. So yeah, no, these one of these games. I'm like a closet Colt fan, um, but it's like, yeah, we always battle. Your Colts versus my Titans. Yeah, <laughs> oddly enough, go Colts. I'm <laughs> so I'm gonna pick the Colts, but do not count these Niners out. They have lost to the Cardinals in a close game, a walk off by the Green Bay Packers, and um, and the Cardinals. I said Cardinals. And oh. then a, a Seahawk battle, 28-21, With against Russell down. Wilson. They're, they're still very capable of beating any team on any Sunday. But JT's been running 
Wild. True. Um, Wild. I'm going to take the Niners here. I think the Niners are a good football team. They're just dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, Jimmy G's supposedly back, so... Um, I have to start him in fantasy, I, which is a mistake. I'm playing again, Jared Goff right now. So There's so many fantasy injuries, it's insane. So I'm, I'm going to take the Niners, though. I think the Niners get it done. I think this is a close game, but I'm going to go with the Niners. This is an interesting game because the way the Colts were last year is exactly how the Niners were built and like kind of how our Super Bowl run went. Like this really, is Sunday night? Really, really strong up front, yes. Oh, shit. Like very strong up front with a great linebacker core with good, not great corners with good safeties. You know, like they're built, we're built very similarly. We still are. So this is going to be a very tough game. The difference is going to be who plays better between Wentz and Garoppolo. Yeah. 100%. I like Garoppolo in that matchup. Thank you. Less less turnovers. Wow. Thank you. Look at him. That's that's crazy. Wow. That's not that crazy. It's a little crazy. That's a little crazy. All right. Lock of the week. Let's start with Mac. Mac is going to take the Let's pack, all just say, oh, Packers. I was going to say, let's all say Cardinals on three. No, he, Mac's taking the Packers. Okay. I'm taking the Cardinals. I am taking the Cardinals. P? Um, take a point. We're playing the Texans. No, um, <laughs> Rams. Okay. Uh, I, that was my other one. Stafford well. is going to light that fucking organization up. Lions are due. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Goff is going to light that organization up. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Rams. All right. Up to the week, I'm going to double up. I'm going to go Titans. Oh. Titans against the Chiefs. I'm going to double up there. So oh. here's interesting about Mac. I don't fucking understand this, oh, and I God. actually texted him and I questioned him this. Tell me he picked the Bengals. He picked the Bengals as he's his so upset. Fucking stupid. But he picked the Ravens in his game. He said yeah, insurance so policy. He wants to, soft. which I get. It's An soft. Insurance it's soft. Policy? soft as hell. It's very soft. I'm doubling down, taking the Bengals. Fuck, game more. <laughs> I'm a fucking stroke. What is going on? Fucking hell is freezing over right now. Totally. It's frozen. (laughs) Maybe I have the Cincinnati fever. I am also. Hey, Cincinnati has a little piece of your heart now. They really do. It was that Coney. It was that Coney skyline. It was a skyline sweet chili. I'm also doubling down. Colt. Whoa. Uh, We we have to agree on that. It's three and a half. Four and a half. Oh, I have three. Uh, I thought three and a half, too. I got four and a half. On I'll give the, it to you. Look, four and a half. Can I get four and a half here? I don't think I'm going to give that to him. Okay. I don't think that's an upset, personally. I think that. I mean, it's a close game, actually. Let me see what I got. I got three and a half. I mean. Okay. Fair. Cool. <laughs> then, I mean, then I'm riding, I'm riding with the fucking who day, baby. All right. Sounds good. Bengals. Wow. Two Bengals upsets. I okay. thought that was four and a half was good to go. Guess not. You yeah. guys you guys love me last place. I just love me I last just don't place. Think that's I said upset. it was fine. I was good with it. I don't think that's Bengals upset. are everything to and me. And Mac this week. obviously isn't fine with it because he picked the Colts. So True. All right. All right. Wow. Time for All right. Clear Eyes Remember your ass. fantasy players of the week. He's still doing this? Yeah, he's doing he's it. He's one in five. <laughs> he's still doing this. <laughs> Quarterback, he has Sam Darnold. Yeah, his team. He says 258. Because <laughs> it's on his 30, team. 30, 30 rushes. That's his fucking roster. Three total touchdowns. He has Sam Darnold going off. Who are they playing? The Giants. <laughs> Giants at home. Carolina against the Giants. I can see that. All right. Running back, he has Darrell Henderson. 
He says 115 total yards and one touchdown against the Lions. He picks against the Lions running back. Yeah, he does every time. But makes him went berserk against them. So as you should. Um, receiver, he has Jacoby Myers. Eight receptions, 95 yards, and first career touchdown. He's he got it called back last week. I know. Did you see that? Yeah. It's, it's so sad. All right. Tight end, he has Mike Gusecki. Seven receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown to Alex Gusecki. So I think they're going to throw to him more. I like that. He is, he's... He finally got involved in the game this yes. last week. Uh, defense, he had the Cardinals D. Three sacks, two interceptions, ten points allowed. That's my defense, so I hope that I can maybe win a game. <laughs> so uh, that is his clear eyes, can't lose. Fantasy players of the week. I have to start Uzama in the flex. That's fine. And, um, and no running back. He's going to get fired up. And no running back. Um, best bets, I will give you a couple bets I like on the board this week. I don't love the board this week, but I do like it. Um, give me the Dolphins minus or plus two and a half against the Falcons. Love that too. I think the Dolphins are going to come out and yeah. take care of business there. Home dog, home dog, home dog. Give it to me. Um, the Patriots minus seven. They own the Jets. Um, also, I'd, Bill Belichick's record against a rookie QB is asinine. Asinine. Give me all the Patriots there. Um, Did they already play? And he threw like eight picks against them. Yeah, he threw four. Four. Yeah, threw four. Give me a. Heavy favorite teaser. The Bucks, the Rams, and the Packers. Tease those down. I still think they win. I think they cover the teaser. I'm all about that. Um, and then I like the under in the Saints and the Seahawks game. Right now it's at 43.5. I know it's not a lot, but I think these are two good defenses. I don't think anyone's going to score in Seattle. Best bets with me. All right. We've fucking gone a long time. If you guys have listened to this whole thing, thank you. Good for you. Thank you. That's. A, I know some people don't mind the the duration. Of hey, it. if you're like me and you commute, it's I know. good. I also, know. split it up. Listen to college. Turn it off. Come back for the NFL. Don't turn it off. Don't turn shit off. Just listen to college. <laughs> don't. Just listen to the Go Pack Go. Who day, baby? Big game this week. We invested everything in the Bengals this weekend. You know what's the best though is. You know, we did Cincinnati, Ohio State, Bengals, all that. We all spent more money at the Cincinnati Bearcats, Bearcats store than we did at the, the Bengals store, or Ohio State. Go Cats. The fun fact about this, which is crazy to me, is we still don't have jerseys because they are sold out everywhere. How many yeah. places did we go? Three and they were sold out? Three. Not one jersey. Wild. A lot out there that I wanted. We just need to get Bearcat jerseys, especially. I'm down for a watch party for sure. I'm wearing my watch Bearcat party. hat right Stay now. tuned. We're going to have a watch party. Get the Bearcats in the playoffs. Um, shout out to the podcast. I mean, K. Morg, take K. Morg out of it. He had two buys this week with Notre Dame and the Niners. But the rest of us, we all won. How weird are my teams both? I love that. Both Buys's teams with the buy. That's really weird. They're both going to be playing in Chicago when I'm out there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. K. Morg is actually heading to South Bend next weekend. He'll yeah. be on the podcast next week. But heading to South Bend, and they're going to see – Niners and Bears, so he's going for another one. But podcast victories, Packers, Bengals, and Steelers. So shout out to that. That hasn't happened much on the podcast. No, for sure. So we're out. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.